0: Girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Nick. Good Monday afternoon, man. Football's in the air. It's camp week. How y'all hey. feeling? feeling man, good. I am.
1: I'm beat. Beat. I just I, I rushed from the airport to be on with you boys. We were we were delayed. Um, all sorts of issues at airports these days. So Delayed got in. Uh excited to be with you boys. It's been a been a hell of a day. So what was the airport bar situation, Dan? No airport bars, man. Um was Close? um was in Pennsylvania. It was it was closed. Uh it was in some smaller airports, you know. So it was in the
2: uh it was in Quaker the, the, County.
1: Where was I? I was in the Harrisburg airport today, <laughs> and they, they don't really have much going on. They have some, but but not much. But I got there like 45 minutes before the flight because there's like 11 people that fly out of this airport every day. Um Plane arrives on time. We're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And they have this new girl that was like scanning in uh, everybody's, um, you know, ticket for the uh, for the flight. But I guess she was like on the wrong setting. So the first like thirty five people she checked into the flight, it didn't like count um, into like the, the loading or to the boarding documents. So uh, she had to go bring everybody off the plane, reload everybody. We're like an hour late. It's just just a nightmare, you know. But, but we're home safe. That's all you can ask for.
2: That that sounds like a disaster.
1: You know. It is what it is. But had a had a great weekend. It was like in the 60s and 70s up there. I was up there with my girlfriend and her family. Just a great, great time up there. So
0: Nice. How about you guys? My, my weekend wasn't that eventful. Uh, relaxing. Got to chill. Um, didn't have to go through Orlando and work this this weekend. So just family time. Got to chill with the wife. Got to chill with the kids. Catch up on some TV. Relaxation, man. So it was hot out too. I didn't really want to go outside, bro. I walk outside, that son was like tapping me on the shoulder. So I had to go back inside.
3: Nick, you <laughs> <get into? laughs>
0: it's, it's good. Hey, you sure? You sure about this move? You're you're like, sure no, you you're right. You're right. I'm going back in the AC. Fam, I sat in a public parking lot for 20 minutes, contemplating like if I was parked close enough to make this run, man. It was so hot.
1: I saw that you said you, you circled the uh, parking lot like eight times trying to find a parking spot. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Usually I'm like, okay, this is good. Some good walking and cardio. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. walk. I don't care what. I park far away. It's good cardio, good. But man, it's, it's different type of heat going on this August.
2: Is that just me? I, I Is anyone else like drive around in the like I'm I'm going to the gym, so I'm obviously going to work out. Yeah. But yeah. I will drive around the gym parking lot for 15 minutes trying to get a close spot. It makes no sense, but I can't stop myself from doing it once I get there.
1: I'll be honest with you, Nick. I used to be like that, but then I just it got to a point where I'm like, man, I'm spending more time driving around, right. trying to find a spot. By you the time it. that I park and walk, like if I saved like six seconds, like maybe I say six seconds. But unless it's like pouring down rain, I just I just park. I mean, it pisses people off that I'm with, but, you know, I just got yeah, a place hate, to be.
0: I, I hate being in the car with a guy that circles the parking lot five times just to save himself three spot parking spots. Like, mm-hmm. bro, we just save those three spots. <laughs> we could have walked. Like, it's three spots. I'm telling you. I need
1: to that. work on
2: that. That's that. that there you go. That's my, my thing to work on now.
1: I can. Yeah. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Nick, uh, football season is almost on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple a couple days away. Uh, uh, we we talked about it last week, but August sixth is the first day of practice. Uh, the university announced it. Was it was it today or yesterday that they officially announced August sixth? But uh,
2: we got an email today. Like the, the local media got an email uh, on Monday saying that Thursday we'll talk to Dan Mullen and uh they said five to six players we don't know who the players are um fall media day used to be huge used to be you talk to head coach coordinators and then they'd bring in 20 guys from offense 20 from defense um and, and it might be covered I'm, I'm guessing it's COVID related like hey we don't need to bring out a, a ton of people um but yeah that'll be thursday um you know to kick off fall camp and and so that Thursday means camp officially starts for the team. That's when everyone mm. has to be back on campus. They have their meetings and, and do all that. First day of practice will be Friday. Um, and then we talked a little bit last week about how different fall camp is going to be because you can't have back-to-back days of full hitting practice. Um, now the no padded practice, it went from mm. five days to seven. They've changed a bunch of different things um, for fall camp. So not just Florida – um, it's going to be every everyone around that the the changes were made after a five year study into head trauma and CTE. But I think, and like I said last week, I think it's going to lead to some sloppy play early on in the year, kind of like what we saw, you know, last year um, mm-hmm. uh, from from all around all around the country. Even Alabama, you know, l- yeah. looks suspect against Ole Miss, um, but they figured it out towards the end of the year.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, we are looking forward to it. We will be a c- absolutely smoked. Filled content factory next week, um, in terms of what's coming out of uh, a fall camp, and we got a lot of exciting stuff that we've been uh, in the works, the big on the smoke. Um, so just to, <laughs> so some housekeeping things one, a bunch of new stuff is going to be dropping on stadiummiguel.com on our shop over the next couple of weeks. Um, also, we're going to be looking for writers for the fall. Uh, we are trying to put out you know blog posts, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to write, doesn't have to be a full-time gig for you or anything else. We we do offer a small stipend, but anybody in journalism school, anybody that wants to do it for fun, we have opportunities abound for that. Uh, We've got Harrison who's coming on campus soon to do some more uh, student outreach and things of that nature, so I'm excited to bring him on board. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, so if you are anybody in the content space, the digital space, advertising, our marketing space, anything. We are always looking for help, and we always want to uh, try to fairly compensate you for that as well. So please, please, please reach out to us on, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction. So uh, with that out of the way, guys, Home Field Apparel. We had a big uh, big partnership with them last week, and once you know that Gator Nation is full of big bread. Uh, they we're setting up. <laughs> Set records on a first day launch. Um, they beat the school that had previously the highest launch day ever, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. by 176% on the first day. That's um, wild. So, and so Notre Dame's over
2: what, nine days? I, th- I think so.
1: Seven I think days, so. something like that? I, I don't remember. I, I All I know is that as of launch day, Florida was 176% percent above where Notre Dame was, whether they did a launch week or a launch day. Uh, but I would imagine based on the tweets and everything else that, that we are tagged and everything else that they sold. What do you guys think? A couple hundred thousand dollars worth of
2: merch? I, I mean, I'd I have to guess Easy. that there's, I mean, Easy. there was a lot of people that that reached out and said, Hey, thanks. Use your code. And we appreciate you using our code. All, all our code all right. does is, is save you money. So we appreciate you using that. Uh, it lets them know that, you know, that uh, you guys are listening to us. But, yeah, the graphic they put out um, was wild <laughs> because I think I think the way that they calculate their numbers is they do a big new Saturday every week. So I think you get like 36, 24 to 36 hours to get your, in, your in, initial sales. Um and, like, within three hours, Florida was in third place. Like, I had already beaten everybody, then passed LSU, you know, in the second hour, and then I was just chasing Notre Dame, and that didn't take long.
1: So, I'll be honest with you, the Florida line that dropped is amongst the best that they have. I mean, just in terms of the difference of design, the uniqueness of them, bringing back a lot of really old retro stuff. Florida's had some really cool graphics and logos over the time. So, y'all got some
2: all yeah, bro, of, I was about to say none of us are even wearing the shirts. That's that's a that's a foul. That is a foul. You didn't get your shirt silk.
0: No, I'd be wearing the drip right now if I had it, my boy. Oh, man, oh, it I think the kid ago.
2: sizes ship later. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they only printed okay. the the adult sizes first. And... Okay,
0: very 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 well played, Nick. I got you.
1: Hey Silk, <laughs> hey, uh, I'll uh, I'll hey, follow bro. up about that tomorrow. You should have gotten it late last week. Nah, bro, I haven't got anything.
0: I got
2: two shirts. I got my two-bit shirt, and I got the um, – I think the logo was from, like, the Charlie Pell age. It was, like it said, like, the Florida Gators. It was a gray shirt. It was, like, the marching gator with the helmet on. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I checked one.
0: my mailbox after I seen you post your package, Pauls, and I didn't, I didn't see anything. So I was like, oh right, I'll check it. It's was
2: supposed name. to be in the DMs. I didn't post it.
1: Man. Oh man. But, but still check them out. You can still use a stadium and Gale promo code. I don't know for how long. So maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you weren't on uh, online this weekend and weren't able to check it out. Uh, Whenever you go to the store, homefieldapparel.com. I didn't even know we had a promo code last week, so that's my apologies, but you can use stadium and Gale uh, at checkout. You'll get 15% off. I think if you spend $70, uh, you get free shipping as well. So, you know, buy yourself a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Um, you know, support uh, support the university obviously it's licensed stuff there support the university and get yourself some brand new drip for the uh, for the fall season I have a feeling you're going to see those shirts everywhere I out. told you they were yeah, comfortable man. too
0: Yeah, All right, Nick. I, got, comfortable. I got a lot of DMs about yo appreciate the coupon code people sending me screenshots of their purchases so a lot of big bread was spent um, you right Dan the big bread in the build man you already know the vibes man. and shout <laughs> out you know? to Homefield for coming to mess with you, you know they got Kamala at the flagship
2: that's it. Steve Miguel. you know, Hey, so that's I'm wild. Cause job. like, that's wild. When you look at like, um, Notre Dame and people talk about Notre Dame being, you know, a, a huge donor base and, and a and some of those schools, but like Florida, the Florida fans just smashed, smashed these sales records. And listen, the shirts are high quality. Um, yeah. it's good shirts. And, and I like the designs. I love the vintage look. Um, I think, uh, as Dan was talking about when we're, you know, uh, updating our 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 apparel. I think we'll have some more kind of vintage looking stuff as well because uh, uh, to me at least that stuff looks good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So check out fieldapparel.com uh, other piece of house uh keeping out uh, last week. Uh, we've got a guest from the challenge Hunter Barfield. He's going to be actually on next week. Um, he's dealing with some medical things with his family. So he's going to be on next week. So uh, wait and check out that next week, but Hunter Barfield from the challenge uh, MTV's reality show celebrating their 40 year anniversary. Uh, the TV is. So congratulations to them, uh, but he'll be on next week if you're looking forward to, uh, to that interview. But with that being said,
0: what was your favorite week, real quick? What's your favorite MTV? Um, Real real world house, like city. What cities oh, do you like see out?
2: I so when, when Dan told us that we were gonna have Hunter on, I knew yeah. who he was because I'm a I was a big real world road rules guy growing up, huge challenge guy now. Um you still watch it? I used to be a huge I fan haven't watched it I, in a I little thought. while. The last one mm-hmm. I watched, so Hunter, the way they had the show designed is you got you were I think it was called like vendettas or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. were the person that you had beef with. And the winner of that that season, you would have – the last one is always like a race. So whoever won the race, that team won. But then each individual partner had their own time. So it was a million dollars. And the girl that Hunter was teamed up with won a million dollars. And it's like, hey, do you want to split a million with him or do you want to keep a million for yourself? And in the most savage move Mm -hmm. in challenge history, she said – He's been slut-shaming me, been yep. talking down to me, this, this, and that. He's not getting a damn thing. And I was like, oh, my God. And her, well, her reasoning for it that, was that, and, well, I didn't steal money from him. I just didn't give him 500000 of my own dollars. And I was like, right. Right, well, I get, I get that.
1: That happened a couple seasons before. I think the season before. I think that was like in twenty
2: eighteen. That was well, yeah. Uh, a
1: couple seasons before that, Johnny Bananas did that. Too. Johnny like Bananas I, stole from my girl Sarah. Sarah. I love Sarah. Yeah, split Woo. had the opportunity to split the money. That was Sarah's I, last time on the show too. Johnny Bananas knocked her out forever. You know.
0: I mean, I've that seen I've seen people get shot for less, fellas. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Half that's a million. <laughs> half a million. That's a lot of money yeah. to be playing with. I,
2: I watched um, an entire season in the last two days of, of the challenge to get ready for this interview. I'm ready. I'm ready for Hunter whenever he comes on. Yeah, no, we got Hunter. I was a, I've always been a big CT fan. CT, um, yeah, that's my
1: guy. Been a Johnny Bananas fan. I um, was never a Johnny Bananas
2: fan. Then he,
1: uh, I've come around on him. Yeah, I see that. Um, I <laughs> like I like Car Maria. I like I like a lot of the older you know names. Some of the newer names from some of these like yeah, I don't you know. know once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they started, adding hunters in from the, like "You Are the One," I was like, "Are, are you the one?" Yeah. It, so, are you the one? And
0: yeah, I
2: don't know what's going so on. So I haven't yet.
1: watched.
2: It. Once they added in, um, yeah, all these new names to the real world. So they start adding in like love, Island, like the British and Australian reality TV shows. Once they start adding them in, I, I kind of lost it. But they're not even doing real yeah, world count anymore. Me out for a lot of those, done, those UK people. Yeah, they're not even doing real world anymore. They haven't done Road Rules and. In it's too many years.
0: Knockoffs. They just rename it and reformat yeah. it, but everybody took the blueprint from MTV on um, like, My favorite point.
2: house. Who did I really love? I love the New Orleans house. Yeah. Um, that was my. Yeah, I, I like New the Orleans Paris one. Austin. Yeah, I like Austin. Key I actually met too. Danny from Austin. I like Key West. Um, uh, I think
3: New York mm-hmm. was the Miz. Who's the he's, one, like a, he's like
2: a WWE champion now, and he was like a reality TV show star. 20? Yeah. And now he's the world champion in with, um, fake wrestling.
1: There's a guy named Kahata that I really liked. I think that was I remember somewhere in Australia.
2: Uh, Dude, I want to, like, to be on that show. That was back when I was so in college, bad. you know? Do you ever want to be on that show? Heck yeah, I want to be I applied, on that show. I'm bro. I ain't gonna lie. You're did you? Hell yeah, I did. Dang. That yeah, would have been was crazy. We you actually tried to stay in the Key West house because it's a house that's on like Airbnb now. Uh. Prices was a little rich for our for our college blood at the time though.
1: You can do. You can stay at some of the challenge houses that they have. You can stay at. I think you can stay at the one in Austin. The one in New York. I think. The well, one the in houses
2: hard to change. Now they just like rent because they 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 yeah. like rent like warehouses because they need to have the crew sleeping right with them. So it's not even like a, a really a house. Like the Key West house is actually like a gigantic mansion on the water in Key West.
1: Man. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we dive into this a little bit more next week? What do you think?
2: There you go. There you yeah, go. To some old school pop culture talk, man. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? I love it. I love
2: it. I w- right, we need to find Silk's audition tape, and we need to play that. Mm. Yeah, that's what we need. They found my mixtape. They can't find the MTV tape.
0: If I get famous, they might leak it out.
2: We'll
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. We need to find that.
1: Oh man! All right, I but was sure, that's for sure. for sure. Oh, definitely. I can definitely see you shirtless. You probably had some some tequila, you know, maybe something in your hand, probably throwing all sorts of jokes. and con- There it is, you know, you've not changed much. No, no, no. Just the abs <laughs> aren't the
0: same, but, you know, ego is not the same either, but, you know.
1: But, but the jokes, you would have been a good, uh, a I good member of the man. real world. I, I think would've. that you would be the best member that I know that would have been on real world.
0: Was Out of everybody you know? I think you're up there and
1: I'm not just saying that because I, because you're funny, you've got jokes. You can't, you're, you're, you're smart uh, you hard hardworking, but I can also see you ruffling some feathers and, and getting oh, into, sure. especially back then. You don't need to be hardworking
2: back then. Yeah. Back then it was like, Hey, we need you to make eight coffees in eight hours at Starbucks. And they were like, no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm what was the
0: one where they were like, halftime job. I yeah. think real world, you gotta be good. Like to be good at real world, you gotta be a bit of a troll. I got and, and yeah. a little bit funny and a little bit of partier. I'd have been the lead at that 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 joint. To be honest, Dan. What you about to say? I don't remember. You about to say something important? I could tell.
1: Pro- probably, but no, the show goes on. Um, hmm. That, that was a good thought too that I had. We're going to be 45 minutes into this show and I'm going to, I'm going to remind myself what it was, but uh, all right, boys, big weekend at Friday night lights. I want to say something. This is, this does not represent St. Miguel. This represents Dan Thompson. Um, I know that a lot of people aren't happy with recruiting on the offensive line and in other areas. And I think that it's perfectly fine and acceptable to call out coaches. It's perfectly fine and acceptable to call out Position groups as a whole, but I think it's real, real weird, and I think it's very tacky when you tag prospects when you you screenshot their rivals profile or two four seven profile that shows that they don't have any stars or two stars or three stars. These kids are working their ass off to try to you know get an opportunity to play college you know football somewhere or college sport anywhere. Um, these kids did nothing wrong. Where their skill set lies or artificial sense of uh, superiority of of where you are but don't call out these kids by name don't screenshot their profiles don't stop trolling on the internet it's not it's not a good look i understand like the jokes fly sometimes but you know these these kids are working their ass off to try to get an opportunity and and making this personal you know about them i think is is very tacky so so that's something that i saw a lot over the last couple days and it just I hate it for those kids, and and just be better than that, man.
0: Also, like, not just the kids, too. Like, these coaches are, like, fathers, moms, parents. They're, like, men, you know. Like, I think adding some of these dudes and getting disrespectful about, bro, we fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm passionate about this as well. I get it. But you got to, like, you got to reel in a little bit, man. The people, uh, they're not performing their job well. I got to take I already fire see on the show. <laughs> you yeah. want me to fire him every day on Twitter. When I wake up in the morning, I got more important things to do than the fire every C every morning. He ain't recruiting. Right. I don't like the development. I ain't got to say that every day. I already said it on the podcast, he's also got a family and I don't want to be bashing him and talking right. crazy about him because he has a family. Just like I got a family, man. I know, right. how, people, I know how people can get in your mentions talking crazy. Well, is there a difference um,
2: when you're saying stuff like that to a 57 year old man who makes a million dollars a year versus a 17 year old kid Who's just trying to work and get offers? I think everybody just needs to be spoken to with respect. You okay. Know? Like, like,
0: I hear that. At, like any age. Of course, the kids, yeah, definitely. That's way out of bounds. But also, these these are grown men with jobs and all that stuff. Like, we're fans, man. So, it's like people take the fandom too far and get disrespectful and call people out of their names and a lot of stuff in their mentions. over oh, what? Fandom? You right. know, like...
1: You know, and I promise you that these guys have a lot more to lose than you. You know, these salaries—yes, they're big. Yes, they can be inflated, but you know, these coaches are, are working their butts off. They're, you know, they've got a job on the line, and if they don't deliver, they're going to get fired. They're going to get like let go. And I mean, I would hate if somebody—that's
0: the mad—they don't—they don't know if they're going to get fired.
1: You—you like... well, I mean, you can argue some of that. I don't think John's opinion. worried
2: about getting fired. Yeah. That yeah. well, is comfy. <laughs>
1: But I mean, not even, and this isn't just, you know, about, I think that this is just like a general comment, you know, in general, these guys have a lot to lose, you know, right. for themselves, their families, you know, if they get fired, they have to pick up, you know, a lot of them have kids that are in school, they pick up, move somewhere else, you know, they have to start new lives and everything else. Um, but they have a lot more to lose than, than you think. And and I guarantee a lot of them are trying. Um, you might disagree with some of their their work ethic or how hard they're working, but I would hate if somebody was at your job every day, micromanaging and, and looking over every single small thing that you did, that every time you got an Excel spreadsheet wrong or anytime a sale didn't go through, you know if they've posted on a uh, on a message board about you, you know.
0: I'm fine with the pressure. It just got yeah. respectful pressure. That's it. I think everything delivery Bingo. matters. Bingo. So, I think the fan base want to press John Hevesy about how he's recruiting yep. the offensive line and developing it. Uh, let's do it in a classy manner. That's all.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's get in to some big news. The Gators landed three commitments this weekend, one from the class of 2022, one from the class of 2023, and one from the, from the class of 2024 uh, right after Friday Night Lights. But the first, uh, early last week, they ended up getting tight end Mack Markway, uh, tight end out of St. Louis, Missouri. That was a guy that we had said uh, to expect and look out for his commitment arrivals 100 player uh good you know big body tight end out of Missouri uh, good get first uh, first commitment from that class of uh, 2023 and then on Friday a uh, Eli- uh, pardon me uh, Terrence Gibbs uh, put out after Friday night lights what I think is one of the best commitment videos that I've ever seen uh running back out of winter Park six. Foot one 24 star uh, was injured uh, last season. A lot of think, a lot of folks think that he could have been a five star uh, if it wasn't for that injury. But he's the first one that commits uh, after Friday Night Lights. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on Terrence Gibbs. And what do you think of that uh, commitment video? Well,
2: first off, shout out to Zach Albaverde who oh, shot the
0: video. Say, oh, did he? Okay. my, that's my bad. Zach. my bad. I got to start it off with, you know what I'm saying, shout out to White Spike, man. White Spike, we <laughs> came through did what he do, you know, so that's my guy, man, you know what I'm saying, he performed at Bow Zach, my guy, he killed it, May he texted me right after he posted, I was like, man, I was looking on the time, I'm like, man, Zach snapped, and he texted me, Um, I don't want to say what he texted but he texted me on random text, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, bro, it's gas, man, I appreciate uh, what you're doing for the coach, man, it's just dope, man, shout out to Zach, he always trying to be on the edge of things, but I think Gibbs is a great get, Um, people mm-hmm. are concerned about, of course, the, the knee injury, but Knee injuries, it's not 1997, man. Guys are bouncing back from those type of injuries. I don't remember the last guy that uh, ACL really just destroyed their career like that. I think Gibbs is going to bounce back, and the interest from LSU was real. We won one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take it. A guy that's from Central Florida right down the street, we should win these battles. Uh, great get, man. And If that knee bounces back, we got an elite running back.
2: Absolutely. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean same thing. My first thought is – it, it almost seems not to down the kid at all, but it seems like this is the kind of kid that Florida does really well, for, uh, well with. Um, I can't remember who the other kid was that um, they followed through with, with an injury. Um, but I think Florida does a really good job of like, Hey, if we evaluate you and we've got you here, it doesn't matter if you've gotten hurt or, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, DeJuan Black. Hey, you didn't get in school. We've evaluated you. We still want you. And we're going to, we're going to be there. Um, so I think with with him is, hey, we think you're number one, number two on our board. We want you. We don't care if you blew out your knee uh, or whatever. Um, you know, we're we're gonna stick on you and, and get you. And, and like Silk said, this is in 1997. You know, ACL surgeries have become mm-hmm. like eight month eight month recovery. You, you get cut and right. and you're back. You know, by next season. So um, to me, great get. And um, it'll be interesting to see. I think, like you said, could could have been a five star guy without the you know w- without the injury um and i think florida's getting a player
1: yeah i really like him and then uh, you know florida looks to sit uh in a really good spot uh with uh with another uh running back um uh what's his name glover uh Jalen glover who's going to announce uh, i think at the end of this week so you know that might grab florida's two open running back spots and i think that glover is a is a good ad and, and i think that gibbs you know once he returns to form i think that he's going to be a a very good serviceable running back for the university of florida they've got a a stable, heavy um, group of running backs there. And I think that they've got a lot of talent. And I think that Terrence Gibb, uh, Gibbs, pardon me, augments that room really well. Uh, not too. Glover, uh,
0: Glover is uh, uh, running back out of Lakeland, man, which is a gator hole. Yeah. We should land him pretty soon. Um, his recruitment is kind uh, of heading way to a, towards the end before the end, before the start of the season. I think we'll land Glover. Hopefully that helps with. We had some other guys on, from Lakeland on campus and a whole lot of like Lakeland energy with Ahmad and the Pouncy mm-hmm. Twins. So. Yeah. hopefully we get that Lakeland energy flowing like it's supposed to.
1: That that pouncing boat ended up on the uh, timeline again.
2: That boat is insane, <laughs> bro. I mean, that's
1: nuts. You think they'll let me drive? <laughs> one of
2: my shouldn't they? Shouldn't, <laughs> they, they shouldn't uh, <laughs> one of my one of my best friends? You at work, uh, one of my best friends' uncles uh, owned a company that built boats, and we're out in his ridiculous boat one time. Um, and I, I'm asking him about it. He was like, Nick, the thing you need to know in life is have friends that own boats, don't mm-hmm. own boats. And I'm like, my guy, this is not a great marketing campaign for you and your company right now. Um, but yeah, I look at that boat and I'm like, I think both of them are retired now or just one of them. No, both. both yeah. Both retired. They're, they're both retired back to back. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of upkeep. It looks like, I, think, I, think I watched the whole are, video, it appears that they're sharing like a vacation home or something, and the boat split. That, well. that home is actually in, in a very exclusive neighborhood in Fort Lauderdale that oh, my friend's, sure. that oh, my friend's grandpa lives in. Where is that? Uh, we don't need to we don't need so you the dox be on the, the pounceies. Just, it's, just on just on it's on the, the aircoast. It's on the air Drop coastal. it in the chat. Man. I'll drop it in the chat for you guys. Yeah. We don't need to dox the pounces and have people... They can the house, east. but it's on the uh, air coast. That's a good
1: point. These are the people that screenshot kids that they don't know. Is uh, rivals, Rankings, you're so, not yeah. trying to dox the pouncies. on the air
2: Coastal.
0: No, you can dox the pouncies because pull up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like five shots gonna be fired. You walk in that yard, <laughs> like I said, we don't
2: need to dox the pouncies. We yeah, don't even them they catching yard. charges.
0: That, that'll be dox. We'll they don't need do Chico less...
1: charges. They don't need Chico charges, man. Oh, it's man. gotta
0: be east of federal. It's south Florida. Uh, you can kind of tell like it's east of federal, right along the intercoastal. Look at look at, look at look at look at Google Google Maps silk over here no, I'm just from South Florida. I know it. I, can, I can see things in the worst. I've been I've been around a few corners there, Nick.
1: That's right. But both both those guys look good. Um, you know, I expect to see them in Gainesville uh, a bit more often. Shout out to Brandon James and uh Ahmad Black and Major Wright, who are all I think there's there may be some other players, but I definitely know that those three were on campus. So
0: Ahmad has some Netflix cameras at his house. I don't know what's going on, but somebody was interviewing Ahmad and there was like big cameras. So shout out to Ahmad, man, former
2: Stadium Miguel alum. <laughs> We got uh, an ESPN 30 for 30 about that, about that. Those Florida I, teams. It. I, <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> I don't think that they're ever going to talk about that, Nick. Um, not to be uh, outgunned, just a, a few hours later, uh, the Gators grab a wide receiver out of Milton, Florida, Raymond Cottrell, uh, another Rivals 100 guy. So he joins Mark away in that class of 2023. His kid's a dog, his kid's wanted by a lot of the top schools around the country. But so, you had some thoughts
0: on him. Uh, Just an elite wide receiver, man. The guys at Bama, Clemson, Georgia, you know, everybody wants. Um, I like the way he responded after his commitment. A kid that grew up a Gator fan from Florida, it's hard to find these kids. When you got a kid like that that can anchor your class, it's rare these days. We already see how hard it is for Florida, Florida State, and Miami to recruit in-state kids that are elite because Bama, Clemson, the guys that are winning coming to get them. Uh, so this is a great get, man. Uh, hopefully he stays true to his word and shut it all down and don't take any phone calls or texts from other schools. That'd be dope.
1: That, can. that's your responsibility now. <laughs> 5-0 to make sure you're
3: done. But offers from, you know, for,
1: yeah, <laughs> offers from Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, uh, Notre Dame, Tennessee. I mean, there, there's probably a lot more that – they're not listed there as well. So uh, Raymond Control, really solid player. I think uh, high points the ball really well. Um, has good speed. Yeah. Um, I think that he's a guy that's going to make uh, up the uh, the rankings over the next couple of uh, couple of months in that class. But to be a, a Rivals 100 right out of the gate is, um, you know, congratulations to him. But that's a, that's a huge get for the Gators. And you know that that class of 2023 is uh, starting off strong. Uh, and then not to be outshone, just a little bit later. Uh, Class of 2024, so this kid just finished his freshman year of high school uh, from Gainesville, Florida, Gainesville High School. Jarek Gibson uh, committed to the Gators running back. A lot of people have this kid pegged as an, as another potentially Razz 100 guy. Uh, you know, some people are throwing around high four stars, low five stars for this kid. Um, obviously, just a freshman year. Uh, you know, or just a you know upcoming sophomore. But uh, you know, his highlights from his uh, his freshman year is is outstanding, and you know, he really did a, a bang up job there at uh, at Friday Night Lights, and uh, you know, earned the uh, the opportunity to be the first commit of the class of 2024.
2: The um... Class of 2024, that's a little too young for me yeah. to, to really start yeah, paying yeah, attention yeah, to.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. That ain't my bag either, Nick. That's, uh, and, and you're way more into recruiting than I am. Yes. But, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, Not no, same no, no, now. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's that's way too many mango
0: seasons ahead for me. I can't get
2: up to mango seasons. <laughs> <laughs> for, for
0: sure. um,
2: yeah, I can't even get in with guys who are like, hey, here's my top 16. I'm like, cool, man, save it. Save it. I'll just. Cut that by a quarter and let me know when you're in that, like a top four or top three. Yeah, well,
0: I'm going back as juniors, man. Other than that, I can't be going back further. I,
2: I don't care if a senior tells me they had a top 16. I don't care about that. Let me know when you know, got it down sure. to like an actual like four. But
0: I don't know your name if you're not like a junior or senior. Yeah,
2: 2024. That's, uh, that's uh, a little young. She's too young for you. Yeah, bro. no, that
1: that is that is that is young. Um, I don't know much about him. He's a guy that that I didn't know much. About. I mean, I, we don't really follow recruiting that closely here from a from a long term prospect perspective. We'll watch the guys that commit, watch the guys that the Gators are close to. But uh, at the end of the day, if you're looking for uh, us to break down recruiting on a day by day basis, go follow our follow our boy uh, Connor Clark on a on. A, on Twitter and then check out facts only whenever we drop that. But uh, that'll give you a deeper dive into recruiting. But uh, the Gators do uh, land three commitments out of this weekend Uh, from there. They also get an announcement from uh, their linebacker, Shamar James, that he's shutting down uh, his commitment. So he's a great player that was recruited by, you know, a lot of the top schools, you know, Florida nabbed his commitment a couple months ago. He's announced that he's going to shut it down. Uh, Let's see who else. Real quick. That's a big
2: gift for Florida it's and, a huge and, gap, and, and like that's one that when when we talk about you gotta compete with alabama you gotta compete with lsu you gotta compete with clemson like that's one where like i feel like when it happens everyone's excited for like a day and then forget about it and then get back on to you know screenshotting the two stars they're that get, that getting offers But like that's shamar is a guy that legit has a legit offer from alabama and like alabama wants it and and these other schools want, that's a we huge need to, we,
0: gift for us. We just need to win more of them battles. You know, mm-hmm. like the, two, the two-star the two offensive lineman yep. with no ranking, that's egregious. I feel disrespected as a Gator fan to have to deal with that, man. <laughs> to have to deal with it? Yeah, I got to deal with it. I got to deal with fans <laughs> being disrespectful to Hevesy. Like, all this is like, I got to deal with it. We got to talk about it on the show because he recruited two stars, so we got to criticize the fans for criticizing him. It's a lot but of work. <laughs> but we've already criticized him.
2: <laughs> this is a vicious cycle for you. So. Yeah, vicious yeah, cycle. I'm words, spend, spending
1: a lot of words, right? So, <laughs> yeah,
2: well, you, 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 you,
1: you're, you're a businessman. You got other things to be doing. Then you know, yeah, I can't be
0: lives for heavy and, and Grantham this this fall. Like I draw my line. They got to uh, get it yeah. together. <laughs> the, line the but, same, but, but but I do like Shamar. Like Shamar's is a, a stud. Like we, mm-hmm. we got Wingo. Yeah. we we get Gravon Daxxers. We just need to fill the, the whole depth chart up with those type of studs. <laughs>
2: I'm like just saying, the, like the, it, it the right has Jordan. to start at a point, and you got to give some credit when you win a battle like this, like getting getting Gravine. Yeah, I mean, I thought getting Wingo in was a big deal, but we'll see if he even if they can even get him it on the field. We got to develop him. Yeah, uh, that's a big thing. If he if he, if he was no lineman, they would develop him. That's what they do. You got to win.
1: You got to win Linebacker the room in the old
0: line room, like. I get O line room lack of development because he's bringing in like like little kids that need a whole lot of developing, right? Projects, he, right? A lot of projects. The linebacker room is just full of studs, so yeah, like, that should be an easy development
2: going on in there because those kids are freaks. Should be.
0: Should I got to write be. something because
2: I was asking Ventrell about Ventrell and Zach about um, Tyron Hopper, and uh, it, it it would seem if if they were making the depth chart that Tyron would be playing, but uh, we'll see if he gets on the field this year. You know, paper, how this all works, paper, you know, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Every every
1: year they're they're a little yeah. bit closer to making the field, whether they uh, they've earned the spot as a freshman, or they earn the spot do as you know, a senior.
0: Do you know what we get to do? We get to see them play one good year at UF, go on the pro and just be a dog. And we just like, bro, how did this kid develop? <laughs>
2: Why? And yeah, like what is going on? <laughs> it, it, it was just, you know, really from that from 20 to 21 years old, they got that much better. That's what it was.
1: Man, oh, man. Let's see. In other news, uh, C.J. Smith, wide receiver commit, uh, speedy wide receiver announced that he is going to be uh, closing his recruitment off and uh, is going to be working hard on recruiting for the Gators. We already talked about uh, 2022 running back Jalen Glover, uh, who's expected to commit at the end of next or at the end of this week. Pardon me. Um, In other Lakeland news, Cormani McLean, five-star defensive back, class of 2023. Uh, there's a lot of tea leaves that think that he's going to uh, come over and join the Florida Gators as well. So you add, uh, you know, Cormone McLean to that class at 23, you know, top, you know, rivals, 100 guys in it and, and they're in it for a lot of players. So that looks to be a, uh, a really strong class. Uh, in other news, Azariah Thomas, who Silk talked about last week, didn't commit, had a great visit for all intents and purposes. Uh, and then this was a big one. Evan Stewart, the five-star wide receiver, you know, the Florida's battling Texas A&M and Texas and Alabama and a number of other schools for, uh, ends up having a, uh, a showdown and it was really putting up a bunch of highlight reel uh, type of work. He was competing against all the uh, DBs that were there, uh, including Florida Gators commit uh, Julian Humphrey. Uh, but that kid looks as, as good as any wide receiver um, that I've seen uh, at Friday Night Lights in the, in the last few years. So uh, that kid's a must-get for the uh, University of Florida – my
2: opinion. He reminded me right. of Jerry Judy, the way Jerry Judy looked at Friday Night Lights. I know you were there that year, so yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um,
0: you know what my problem is? I don't wanna be like the I know I know Billy Billy Gonzalez does his thing, so I don't want to like like harp on like Evan Stewart too much. But when you when you leave for guys like Thomas, Azarod Thomas, Evan Stewart, they keep just saying UF leads, UF leads. You have a great night like for a uh, uh, Friday night lights, it's booming. Um, you got your quarterback that flew in on the same flight as Evan Stewart from Texas. He's a great recruiter. He's doing his job, I think. Like Evan, like Nick Evers is doing what he got to do as the as the the leader of this class. I thought they should have closed, bro. Yeah. You got to close on those guys. Man. He's a kid feel- that's
2: not gonna. That's not gonna do that right now I mean this is a kid he's a big Bama, he'd do it right now he's a big NIL kid I mean he's got like 4 million TikTok followers well, over get, 2 the
0: NIL, million on, on... get the NIL bread <laughs> up then Nick because if, if, if Bama got him now hyped up on the Bama visit guess what happens even Georgia guess what mm-hmm. happens no, I get it.
1: I, I get it. I mean, that was the one thing we talked about with Ahmad, you know, and Urban Meyer and the way that he did recruiting. We know Nick Saban does it this way, Kirby does it, you know, Dabo does it. That push. Ask, ask these guys for the commitment, and if not, they're moving on. Right? You got to. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have the ability to 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 pull to be able to pull away. That the old takeaway they call it in sales. So, um, you know, Evan Stewart's a guy that We've that can really transform this Gators' offense. So I think.
2: Well, it I was is. gonna say, I was gonna say you don't have that kind of pull yet as Florida, but fake it till you make it, baby. What Just tell them Georgia like, hey, have? if you want to commit to Florida right now, commit to Florida. Tell me, tell, tell me what pool does Georgia have right now, or Texas AM for that matter. I don't know. Georgia, Georgia's like your first marriage right now, especially if you're a quarterback. Like, hey, come no, to they, us and then you can they, go somewhere else later. No, but I don't understand how
0: those those programs could close right now. They haven't won anything, right. Yeah, they haven't done anything big. So how how like we're not in the shape or or the program are not there yet. When we're at SEC championship. We're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We got a guy on the Heisman race. We're putting guys in the first round draft. Like the the, the, the product to sell is there. I don't understand. Like there's no excuse for us not to be closing at a Friday night lights with all that hype. I understand. Oh, we had a good day. Even even Gibson. Like Gibson is a Gator lean, Been a Gator lean for how long? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, I mean, I think he
1: put he pu- pushed back his commitment. I think once he got the the Georgia offer, now he's doing a lot of visits. I mean, time kills all deals, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, Florida needs sure. these kids, and they they need them soon. And we know that this isn't a uh, a recruiting staff that that recruits super well during the regular season. You know, during the during the football season, the Gators I think only have eleven commitments right now. I think that they're taking a class of you know probably 22, 23 uh, into this class. So they only have probably half their class. And I I can already look at probably one name that won't make it in here um, that they have now. And so, you know, one of them is a kicker too. No offense, Nick. So, you know, the way that the Gators are looking is is they've got to step up. They've got to start asking for these guys. And, you know, you added Jalen Glover, you know, here soon, but you need guys like Jaden Gibson and Azariah Thomas and Evan Seward, you know, to start popping soon because we know that the Gators historically are not great, you know, come this time uh, of the uh, the football season.
2: I mean, I'll say it right now. Silk just sold me because I was like, I don't know if Florida's there yet, but then Silk just ran through his little deal right there, and I was like, yeah, no, like there's enough to be to to, to throw your weight around if you're Florida and the kids All on right. a visit. Like, hey man, you enjoying your yeah. time? Cool. Well, here's our deal. You can commit to us right now, or we're gonna move on. We're gonna keep looking. We go got Kyle to Pitts.
0: Else. You got Kyle Pitts that just went like crazily insane in the first round. You got. Kadarius, Tony, every other wide receiver uh, with Jeffries. Like, the product is there. We should be able to walk in the living rooms and do what we want a little bit, um, especially over some of the programs we're losing to. Like, Julian Humphreys is the guy we got right now that, like, the streets are waiting on him to decommit because mm-hmm. Texas A&M? What the hell Texas A&M is doing – that we haven't done in the last like two decades.
1: That's a weird, a weird place to go to school too. So no, so I mean, I think all three of us are on the same page. There's obviously a lot that needs to needs to change, but uh, don't want to uh want to rain sure. on the parade of these three guys that, that just oh, yeah, committed for sure. either. So, I didn't
0: mean to do so. everything. No, no, you, you did. Good. No, no good, I'm not saying that you were so. But,
1: uh, we, we did. I mean, I don't, we didn't expect that the commitments of the 2023 and 2024 guy, I mean, who who knows if we did or didn't, right? We we don't know anything about them, but, uh, you know, guy like Gibbs, I think Silk, you said that he was on, you know, commitment watch. You look at a guy, um, you know, Azariah uh, Thomas was here. He seemingly had a really good visit. EJ Lightsley, the three-star uh, linebacker, you know, you had some crystal balls and some uh, future cast that rivals do, uh, you know, throw his name in there. Uh, David Connor was there, the, uh, the uh, one of the offensive tackles that they're looking for. They had one, two, three, four other non-committed, five non-committed, you know, rivals, 100 kids that were there, uh, a lot of commitment. So it seemed like a good weekend. You had Friday Night Lights on Friday, then you had a, a, a barbecue cookout and like a Gator Olympics type of thing, but – uh, ended up with a, a bunch of prospects in town, and uh, seemingly a good weekend. But uh, you know, like you said, so they got to start asking for these uh, commitments and and making these kids want it or uh, or move on.
2: Throw your weight around.
1: That's right. Let's see. Up. Uh, in other news, five-star cornerback out of Jacksonville, Jaheim Singletary, who was a Gator lean before he got offered by Ohio State, uh, was committed to Ohio State for for a number of months. He announced that he uh, decommitted from them. He's looking at Miami, Ohio State, Florida, uh, probably a number of other schools. So that's a guy in your backyard that you need to go out and get. You just got two yeah, kids. We're, from not,
0: we're not in a position. Like, it's down to Miami, really, and, like, and whoever else. Yeah. But why is Miami beating us?
1: Why, Sway? How, Sway? Like, how? Right. No, I agree. I mean, that's how? what I'm saying. These are
0: guys in your backyard that you need to be able to go and get, right? They're not getting anybody drafted. Like,
1: they're
2: not like, putting no on the field. you lose like, a guy how? from Jacksonville to FSU or to Georgia, more acceptable than losing a guy from Jacksonville to Miami. Yeah. Or you well, just yeah. saying not acceptable at all?
0: No, no, no. I don't think, like, like, we just can't be losing this many battles, bro. Like, a kid yeah. in Jacksonville at Trinity – yeah, like that should be a layup for us. Like if, if yeah, like we if just it, got two if, kids from his school last year. Come on, like what's going on?
2: Who's who's the main recruiter on that one?
0: It's got to be either Jules or uh, McGriff, right? Jordan Jules.
1: Is it Jules? I, I think McGriff's
0: in the Lakeland area now. I don't know who's in who's this. Who's this
1: whole thing got got moved last year, so we'll double check. I think it's Jules yeah. on his. uh on his uh, recruitment.
0: I mean of course out of position he, Jew's gotta be in on it. I don't know who's mm-hmm. working in the Jacksonville area right now.
1: Yeah. Um, other news Elijah Blade's a guy that everybody's kind of wondering if he's gonna be you know on the team next year, moved yeah. out of college station, was in what year is it? Nick, I feel like I'm living <laughs> damn groundhog day with this kid. Whoa. I, I, I was for sure when he left campus that he wasn't going to come to UF. And here we are like three months later, still talking about him. So he's out of College Station, has been in Gainesville, still has a class, talked to somebody on the staff, still not cleared. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, um, you yeah, know, we'll see. It's a wait and see on Elijah Blades. I don't think that he visited anywhere else in twenty. Uh, Twenty-one, you know. No, with with
2: him, it's uh, he's coming to Florida as soon as he can get in. It was, right. yeah. it has been for three three straight official visits for him. Shout out to him getting three straight get three official visits at, at the University of Florida. He's like diamond status at that Hilton, right? right that campus, right? He's he's getting all the Hilton rewards. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, he had to finish another class. I think he will be in today as we tape is August second. I think August sixteenth is the day. Yeah. Um, for like, the the, the camp starts the six. Like, what? Do you yeah, yeah. To yeah six camp six? starts the six, but that's not when you register and get enrolled in classes. No, but if he show up at sixteen, like, what is he about to do? Uh, he's about to be two weeks late. He's about,
1: he's about to get himself a degree from one of the finest institutions yeah, in the United States.
0: That's
2: that, that's why I've been I've been like everyone's ever he's been like the hot name right now. Everyone's everyone want what's going on with Elijah Blaze? When's he coming? This and that. I'm like, listen, every day that I takes longer, I get that he's he's been he's been in college four years. he, he did, you know, he, he's been there for a while, but and it's easier for a cornerback, but as you as as you get to a certain point, it's like, hey, well, if he's the same as Jaden Hill right now, or who are you going to play? The guy that's here for a year, or the, or the sophomore? We got to we got to play
1: Jaden Hill because that's what our entire season rests on. is his success.
0: I think. <laughs> I want no smoke, man. I think. <laughs> I think Elijah Blaze uh, could be a contributor, but like, I think I think that's 16. his ceiling. I think that his ceiling is contributor. But so this is the thing. Start. I think he'd start if he if he was there for the start of camp. short sixteenth. I I don't know what you have seen on film last year to say anybody outside of Kyrie got a fucking I'm sorry. Got no, a yeah. solid spot. Like that's insane. I don't think anybody has a, a, a for sure spot at defensive back corner. I'd put Jason Marshall
2: over both of them in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, but
1: this is this is the thing. This might take a few months ago, Nicky had just started. Soak and I were kind of getting after it on Elijah Blades and, you know, what, what his role is on this team. At the end of the day, the Florida Gator open roster spot, you know, it's not going to be filled by anybody except for maybe a walk-on, which I'm sorry if this, you know, walk-on potentially loses a scholarship because of it. You know, but at the end of the day, like, if he's a guy that can come in and contribute, whether it be on special teams, whether it be, you know, as a backup to, to Jason Marshall, whoever it might be, like Florida's got an, an open spot. And if you can get a guy like Elijah Blades who has – you know, four or five years out of high school, four years of playing, and then a a year where he sat out because of COVID. Then, then why the hell not? Right? What's the worst? That, what's the worst that can happen?
2: I'm, I'm not against taking him. No, it, I, yeah, I think no, he's quality depth. Like, I, like when Silk was like, "Oh, I think he can be a contributor." I was like, "I think that's his ceiling. I think his ceiling is contributor."
1: Yeah, and I mean, the, the, another another so thing you think, is, is you, think you might, you might be able to put him on special teams, right? Now, now you have a guy that you know you're.
0: Yeah, you, you've been freezing, my boy.
2: Bro, we got Dan. Dan left, and he—he's got that yet. Pennsylvania internet this week.
1: <laughs> Damn, I lost it. I know. I gotta reset my. <laughs> so sorry. I don't know where. I don't know where. It cut me off, but you know, at the end of the day, if he can come and expel some guy on special teams, you know, or or play later in the game, you potentially, you know, don't risk, you know, further injury, or you, know, you give a guy an, an opportunity, and you know, the worst case scenario, is a guy that doesn't play, and you weren't expecting him on the the roster anyway, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not against taking him. I'm just like from what I see like on my message board and, and from what I see on Twitter, everyone it's almost like they think he's like this this great fix and oh yeah, well you get blades in, like the excitement around him is oh you just slide him next to Kyrie and you I get that kind of that same kind of production. I'm like, I don't think that's I the don't case. Think, at no, all.
0: Definitely, definitely not the same type of production. But I think you get a more physical presence than a Jaden Hill that's on the slender side, doesn't really in my opinion, look like an SEC corner. I mean, um, I don't think get, Elijah looks like an
2: SEC cornerback last year on College Station.
0: He's bigger than Jaden for sure. He's
2: bigger, but I mean, you <laughs> you can be five eight and play and play like six two, and you can be six two and play like you're five eight. I don't I don't think he
0: he ducked tackles and contact like Jaden did. I just don't think Jaden was wanted. He wanted he was running to run into stuff last year, and um, you got to be ready to run into like big bodies in the SEC. Uh, I, that's the only thing difference I think. It, it's just been a bigger presence. You see, like a bigger bite on the outside. Either way, uh, if Elijah Blaise show up the the, the, the six or the the sixteen, whoever starts on that side is going to get a lot of balls thrown at them because Kyer is going to shut down the side, yeah. and whoever's mm-hmm. on that side is going to have to bring some heat.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let's see some other news from Friday Night Lights. Let's. See what they talked about. Everybody that was there, we talked about Julian Humphrey that was there. Nick Evers looked good throwing the ball. Um,
0: hey man, shout out to the, the boy. We we given uh, what's his name? Uh, the commit that we all complained about a little bit. He was out there hooping. What's his name? It? Oh, uh, Bert, Bert. Aaron Bert, yeah. Shout out to Bert, he was out yeah, there hooping. Shout he, out to Jules for that fine, too. But the kid, from what I was saying, all reports from everybody that was there, like, kid could play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody said that, that he played really, really well. Quan Lee was there, uh, former Miami so? commit. Uh, let's see, Julian Bessaith, uh or Wesley Besayth, pardon me, uh, 2022 linebacker, uh, looks to be a Miami lean. He was uh, on campus. Uh, let's see I'm trying to th- see if there's anybody else that's really worth talking about A 2025 kid, uh, Colin Hurley uh, Who's a uh, UF fan uh, en- Entering his freshman year of high school Was officially offered Well, not officially But offered by the uh, the staff at Friday Night Lights So um, if you wanted to feel old 2025 high school graduating
0: class I really should have brought Harlem We could have got an offer <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, What's his, what's his class? 2030?
0: <laughs> I haven't done the math yet, Nick
2: live on podcast math right now
0: that's
2: right
1: here's a kid that was there, 2024 quarterback battle alberson that's a hell of a name battle but uh all in all seems like a very productive weekend for the florida gators um nick want to get into some other news uh speaking of recruiting everybody is on campus except for uh, your alma mater, uh, defensive tackle Tyreek Sapp. Uh, talk to us a little bit about him. He's expected on campus when?
2: Yeah, I think he should be on campus um, for the next uh, the next period. I think the next like uh, drop ad is the tenth through the sixteenth or something like that. So kind of like in that same time period as Elijah Blades. And to me, um, coming from St. Thomas Aquinas, I don't even understand how. You get into a situation at St. Thomas where, you know, when you when you get there as a freshman, they just drill into that we're a college prep school. Um, and there's a lot of us that are, go to St. Thomas and we're like, I came here to play whatever sport that I'm playing. I didn't come here for college prep. Um, but they do a really good job of making sure everyone gets um, eligible. So for me, Tyreek not qualifying initially um, was surprising. But everyone I've talked to down at St. Thomas um, tells me he's good to go. Still a Gator will be getting on campus. Uh, you know when fall enrollment happens, So you just had to take care of some things or some online classes, and uh, who knows with whatever happened with with COVID and and how they had to change their uh, their school stuff. Um, but what I'm hurt, what I'm hearing from people on the ground at St. Thomas is um, he should be on campus uh, for the fall.
1: All right, well, very good, very good. Uh, Silk, why don't you read a, a Brunt ad read here? And we got a bunch of stuff to, to go over. Shout we haven't had an ad read man. yet. We just saw a home field shout out. Oh,
2: that's right. Sorry, shout
0: so that's no, all good, man. Shout out to the great folks at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. My man Greg, what did do? Pulled shout up last out. week at the uh Bubs and Bowtie with, with quite the dapper suit and shoes and Jordans, whatever the match. Um. Dope guy, man. Uh, be sure to visit bruninsurance.com for all your insurance needs, man. From the panhandle to the keys, my man can insure your life, your car, your motorcycle, your business, and any other financial services you may need. He can take care of it. Bruninsurance.com or 954 589 2204. Big coverage, big policies. Greg, what to do?
1: All right, Nick. Um, it was announced. Uh, I guess yesterday, so on Sunday, uh, that Gators uh, outfielder Judd Fabian, who was drafted by the Boston Red Sox in the second round, uh, did not come to terms uh, with the Boston Red Sox, and he will be returning for what I believe this is his junior year. Uh, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that. What broke down? I know he's asking for maybe a little bit more than slot money, but break down that for us.
2: Yeah. So the interesting thing with Judd was because we talk about early enrolling in football all the time, um, early enrolling for baseball is almost unheard of, um, because that means you're not playing your senior year of baseball because baseball runs in the spring. Um, so Judd enrolling early made him an 18 year old 17 year old at the time freshman. Um, so right now Judd as a sophomore, technically, um, is was the youngest college draft eligible player he had a ton of leverage he could have come back to school his brother's gonna be a freshman at florida next year um so obviously 20 home runs great uh almost led the nation in strikeouts not great there were some people worrying about the swing and miss with him um i thought he was a first round pick he fell um then Judd gets a call and a lot of stuff happens, you know, behind the scenes. So Judd had an agreement with two different teams for $3 million, which is above signing uh, above the slot for anybody in after the first round. But he had an agreement with two different teams, the Boston Red Sox call. And they say, Hey, we're gonna take Judd 40th overall. Judd's advisor and Judd's family let them know, Hey, this is what we have. This is what we will sign for. If you are cool with meeting that, Go ahead, take him, and we'll sign. No problem. Uh, the Red Sox take him at forty. Negotiations start, and they're offering him under slot. So his slot was one point six. So you're already—they're already telling you before you take us at forty, we're looking at one point four over slot. And then the Red Sox come in under slot. So by the time the negotiations started, and once Nathan Hickey signed, who was a, a later pick, he signed for a million dollars, which was six hundred thousand over slot. Then I realized, Hey, Judd's not going to sign. And that was probably, uh, two or three days before talk to the family. Um, and it's definitely tough with baseball cause you can go over the, a lot of money, but you have to pay a tax on top of that. So, uh, for Judd, all it means for him, he comes back next year as a junior. He still has the leverage of being able to tell a team in negotiations, Hey, I'll go back to school. um, He's only now just the age of everyone else in his grade class. He'll be a junior next year. It would be the same age as everyone else. Um, so for Florida, couldn't have asked for a better outcome with Judd Fabian. Uh, and then for Judd, you're betting on yourself. Say, Hey, I come back, cut down the strikeouts, uh, hit for a little higher average, hit 20 home runs again. I might be a top 10 pick. And then you're talking four or five, $6 million in, in signing bonus instead of, you know, the one point something. So for Judd, it's, setting your value in your mind and then betting on yourself to come back and, and and saying, hey, I can reach that. So for Florida, incredible. I mean, Florida's plans did not include Judd Fabian in 2022, and you're talking about who, someone who's going to be a preseason All-American, preseason first team All-SEC, and it'll probably be uh, you know, on, on the postseason awards for that as well.
1: Interesting. So, Judd Fabian, welcome him back. Uh, that's obviously a, a welcome addition to the University of Florida into uh, his, uh, you know, continued success there. Uh, in other news today, the Gators announced that they added a six-foot-four shooting guard out of Virginia uh, to their basketball recruiting class. He was ranked as the 47th best shooting guard uh, in the country. He got injured his uh, junior year. Uh, his junior year. Pardon me. He was ranked the 5A player of the year in Virginia uh, by the Virginia High School Coaches Association. So obviously a very, very talented player, uh, was going to head up to college prep school. Uh, an offer, visited the Florida Gators last week, uh, announced that he will be enrolling uh, at the University of Florida in a couple of weeks. So uh, congratulations and welcome to Gator Nation, Elijah Kennedy. Let's get into some other Gator news. Uh, The Gator soccer team is adding a transfer. Julianne, Mm, man, this is a tough one. Sign it
2: up. Sign it up. Come on. Laskauskas.
1: L-E-S-K-A-U-S-K-A-S. Laskauskas Laskauskas is what I'm going to go with.
0: I ain't going to try it.
1: Um, She is from (laughs) Virginia. I always put myself out here. Um, knowing that you guys don't have to, uh, you know, pronounce it. So uh, you guys always it's are a the jokes off. One of these days, i uh, want to make you guys do this Gator News ad read whenever the Gators get somebody on their, like, gymnastics program that's from, like, Russia. Um, but she's going to join. Uh, she's a midfielder. She's joining from uh, Rutgers. So welcome, Julianne. Uh, in other news, Gators uh, dominating the Olympics. Caleb Dressel uh, ends up with five medals uh, in the Olympics here. Um, he, I'm sorry, five gold medals. He won a, a gold medal in the 50 free, the 100 free, the 100 fly, the four by one, uh, and the four by 100 meter, uh, medley, uh, relay. He set the uh, Olympic record in the 50 free, uh, with a, a blazing speed of 21.07 seconds. Um, just, absolutely kills it and then bobby fink uh swims for 14 minutes 39 seconds and 65 milliseconds to win the 1500 meter free um dominates the field there Uh, guys could you imagine swimming for 14 minutes and 39 seconds regardless of how fast you were going
2: so i know i couldn't i got a story about swimming um i went to uh Greensboro (laughs) greensboro college a little d3 school in north carolina it's November in North Carolina. I don't have a car up there. I gotta walk in 40 degrees to the swimming pool. We okay. were all drinking the night before. We're swimming, doing our conditioning. The coach stops us. I'm barely, they sent Nick, go over to the right side. That's where the wall is when you're you swimming. Have a swimming you, can, team? you can grab, no, a baseball team, and we're swimming for conditioning. <laughs> they sent me over to the right side so I could have like the safety wall because they were worried about me drowning. The coach yells at us and he's like, all I smell is is Jim Beam and, and alcohol on you guys. And we're like, yeah, no, we had a party last night and we shouldn't be swimming. This should not be happening. Swimming is the hardest thing I've ever done, sober or hungover. Fifteen hundred meters. That's Use every muscle in your body. to swim. Fifteen hundred meters is insane. So, yes, I have swam for 14 minutes, but I was holding onto a wall and might have been hungover in college.
0: That's nuts. I took a swimming class in college and that and I regretted like signing up for it because that, that
2: joint was hard, bro. You, you, you think to, you think uh, in your head, oh I can swim, no problem. Easy. A, easy a. No, yeah, and I, and then they're like, all right, do that for 10 minutes. And you're like, what? Yeah, and if it's a
0: class, like I don't think like performance should matter, like, right? Like effort should like <laughs> it's just
1: team. effort, yeah. <laughs> <it> <laughs>
0: I'm a college kid. I come here hung over to this swimming class, and I can't butterfly two laps, bro. Like, we gonna give me an
3: F?
2: Yeah, that's insane. That's it, you drop. Ho- hopefully, you figure that out before drop ad. No, I dropped it. Yeah, you drop drop that class real quick. That class was like seven in the morning too. It was insane. That's when people swim. Swimming seven a.m. Is, yeah. yeah. is late for swimmers. Yeah, seven a.m. is late for swimmers. That's nuts.
1: Caleb, I know he said that he was thrown off completely by the, the schedule, said they he lost a bunch of weight, that he couldn't get his sleeping schedule down, his eating schedule down. He was shaking. Said he lost, I think, about 10 pounds uh, while he was there. Still goes on and set the record uh, in the 50 and the, uh, the 100 uh, fly split, uh, too. So um, only the fifth U.S. male ever to win five golds in a single Olympics. Uh, Mark Spitz. Matt Biondi, Michael Phelps, who did it three times, and then Eric Heiden, uh, who did it. So uh, incredible honor. Shout out to, uh, to everybody that's there. The uh, softball girls uh, ended up uh, in the uh, – I think that they got silver. Uh, so the Gators were mm-hmm. represented by three folks uh, on the softball team. So congratulations to them. The men's baseball team uh, ended up losing an extra innings to Japan. Uh, so the baseball team with Mark, the catcher, uh remind me what his last name is
2: say come on dan you got this uh kolosari
1: kolosavari um i don't even have the name pulled up in front of me that was my memory so uh he ends up with a silver medal
2: they'll play uh i think they play thursday for the bronze oh
1: i thought oh okay so that was the the today was the game game to get in japan Japan. yeah
2: yeah yeah That's my bad. Another
1: fact error. You know, shout shout out Dan for multiple sure fact errors. You. I'm per here to show. check
2: you. Also, Caleb, um, the only one that the race that he, so he was in six races, got five goals. The one race that he didn't get, I don't know. So if you saw the, I know you're big in the track. They did a mixed medley, so oh, it was no, like I'm not, I'm not into sprints. Sprints. Okay, so like the they did a four by one in the track where it was. Uh, two men, two women on each team, and you okay. figure out how you want to like spread them out. Right. And they did the same thing for the other, the other, the the one race that that dressed within went in gold. it was a mixed medley, so it was breath, uh, breaststroke, fly, freestyle, and then backstroke. And then you had to pick two women, two men to, to run those. And then the first woman that went into the water, her goggles went from her eyes like down to her mouth, lost it. She had a terrible run. Um, yeah, and so they finished fifth. But other than that, like five for six in his races, gold medals. Like that's like Michael Phelps level game. of dominance. Yeah, shout out to that, man. All those events sounds
0: like field day, though.
2: No, because field day <laughs> was weird. You remember? Did you have that, like, that, that weird like um, – Melody sounds like field day, then. Like hacky sack. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the, Dan the looks all, like a big hacky sack guy in high school. The all, the Dan, Dan was and big in the after <laughs> high school. Dan was into, big in into the hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you man, ever make was... uh, presidential fitness?
1: We, you know, we didn't, I, I'm sure we you guys didn't, didn't do that like, in crow Springs. No, like I think they did it, but like we, I'm going to sound like a real loser here, but I played hockey. Um, So because of that, like my schedule didn't really allow for like a ton of like, and just because of some of the stuff that I wanted to do, like we didn't have to take PE in Broward County. You did, but you could take it through Florida Virtual School. So I, I took my what? P.E. credit through Florida Virtual School. I know we can talk about it later if we what need. What uh, so, I, so I took P.E. through Florida Virtual School. So I never did like the presidential challenge or anything like that. Um, I think my last time list, bro, I actually had P.E. was in like seventh grade. We so so the presidential, so we had to
2: do that in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Oh uh, yeah, and, we didn't do that. Yeah, so we had a so you had summer. to do pull-ups in a minute, sit-ups in a minute, the sit and reach, right. you had to be able to be flexible enough yeah. to get to a certain thing. And then you had to run sure. a mile. So Dude. my dad rode me, just drilled me being like, oh, well, I, I only got presidential. <laughs> my dad was like, I only got presidential when I was in school. And I kept bringing home vice presidential because my, my mile time was slow. So by my by my eighth grade year, I finally got Nick my Nick was getting time. like
1: Secretary of Agriculture instead. Yeah, I was, I was
2: getting <laughs> – my dad was like, hey, I thought you were an athlete. You're, you're putting up these BS numbers, and, and you're getting this red medal when you should be getting blue. So eighth well, grade year, school, I got it. Yeah, middle school. I was at Lakeshore and we just fought at the
0: courtyard. <laughs> just fought at the courtyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no medals and, and stuff like that, bro. Shout out to just the I never heard dude, of I, that, man. So
1: shout out to dude, that. I was the Presidential I was,
2: Fitness Awards.
1: I was sick at the sit and reach because you guys know that I have short legs and I got a long torso. I don't so know. I, that. That's just a life hack. You why know? <laughs> do you think I know that? <laughs> you
2: know that? Well, why, why do we know that, Dan? Because you've like seen me in person. You know, I got like a super long legs. torso and short legs. You, you guys measure know. your torso fan? Nobody's measured my what
1: So, do you
0: measure his torso? I've never out to measure a thing. That's what <laughs> that's that's Raph Paul Cole Raph does that.
1: <laughs> oh man. Let's see. I know you guys are all curious. Grant Holloway uh, runs his heat uh, for the 110 meter hurdles
0: Easy peasy. Uh,
1: on tomorrow. So the day that you're listening to this at 626 AM uh, local time uh, here in the United States. Uh, so other than that, a, a bunch of Gators are, are doing well. I think if the Gators were a country, they would be somewhere close to the top 10 in metal counts uh, so congratulations to the Florida Gators uh, that are representing a lot of different countries over there. Maria Torres um, is
2: oh, uh, the enough. first ever
1: woman to represent Puerto Rico in golf, and she's a Gator grad. So I don't um, understand that. Can you guys explain that to me?
2: Like Puerto up? Rico is a U.S. territory, but they're the, they're their own thing in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, You're going to have to take that up with the IOC. The IOC banned Russia, and here I see Russia winning all these. You know, no, the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they it's got Jay-Z.
2: Jay-Z's got a whole country in, in the Olympics this yeah. year. No, that's, it's one. Of, like, Puerto Rico's
0: just one of America's side girls. <laughs> that, that's a side check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So when the side chick's like, yo, can I go with you? And you're like, no, you're not coming to me with the wedding. You can be your own right, thing for the wedding. Here you right, go. You got your own. They, they
1: don't get represented in America by anything other than them paying
2: taxes.
0: So when, it convenient for you. Like, when it's convenient for us, it matters. <laughs> that's it. That's it.
2: Like <laughs> when damn, We want their tax dollars. some gold medals. No, no. You guys are coming over here. Yeah. yeah. We want, we want yeah, The United States just
1: adds them. Yeah. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that seems like the, something
2: we do. The Gators have two girls. I can't remember their names right now. On the Canadian soccer team, yep. who are playing for gold because they beat the U.S. with a questionable penalty kick today, right? This morning.
1: Mm. Well, congratulations to, to all of them. We'll have a more in-depth breakdown next week. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot of other Gator news to uh, to break down for you guys. So uh, that concludes this week's Gator news of the week. You're all right, let's get in and shout out our friends over at Prize Picks. So if you are looking to get in to uh, to picking and, and doing some, you know, potential, you know, fantasy picks, things of that nature, head over to Prize Picks. Use promo code SG. They're going to do a dollar for dollar match uh, up to $100. Simplest fantasy game in the market. Um, check them out. Uh, you can win. It's, it's not one of those, you know, only only certain number of people can win. Anybody can win. Mixed sport entries, all that kind of fun stuff. So check them out, prizepicks.com. They are sponsoring our buy or sell uh, segment uh, from here on out. So with that being said, Silk, I'm going to ask you first. Gervon Dexter, four and a half sacks or more, buy or sell.
0: I'm buying that big bread, making the rain, man. You already know how to feel, do it, man. We've been buying a lot of stuff at home, Phil. You know, um, I'm gonna make it rain. That's that's easy. I think he gets four. What do you think?
1: Four and you think four and a half? Four and a half was our. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Marking down for about six. Mark's down for six. I'm going to say uh, I, I like Irvine Dexter. I think that this is going to be his breakout year. I got him at five sacks. Uh, I think that he's going to be a monster. I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't show up a ton on the uh, the roster sheet or on the uh, stat sheet, pardon me, but I think that he's going to be a guy that that makes a big impact for this team. I think he's going to disrupt a, a lot in the offensive uh, line of opposing teams. And, you know, I think he's down for for five, but uh, like I said, I think he makes a bigger impact than just five there, we'll ask this question. Nick had to run out real quick. Yeah, I think right, push,
0: so- I think he could push the pocket and do some things for sure. Like 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 you said, now, outside of Sacks, I think he uh moves the quarterback's lunch point and all that type of stuff a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I think that I think that Gervon's gonna be a guy that has a big year. I, you know, I know a lot of people expected a lot out of him, you know, last year. He comes in first game of the season last year, ends up with an interception. Uh, you know, but but had a, a bunch of you know seniority in front of him last season. Uh, you know, had the opportunity to play, really kind of stepped it up towards Damn. the end of the season more of him. I think that he's gonna make a big impact.
2: You gotta get you out of Tampa, Dan. <laughs> apparently Damn. apparently eight, apparently Fiverr hasn't reached Tampa yet.
1: <laughs> no, it has. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Nick, we're talking.
2: we're um,
1: talking. Gervon Dexter, five sacks, four and a half sacks well, or more.
2: Shout, shout out to my guy Gerv who led the team in interceptions for three weeks last year. Sure um,
0: oh, that was fire. Shout he to took him. a
2: little exception to my joke.
0: <laughs> I think that's like when a, that's like a defensive
2: tackle who's like record, right? First defensive tackle to lead the team in interception for three weeks. It shout might be. It might be. He took a little exception to my tweet last year. He's been cool with me. Um, back from it. When was it? He hit me up. He hit me up in the DMs because Dan was like Facetimeing. We were down in the field when uh, Ford was playing. I think in the Cotton Bowl in Jerry World, and um, I was like, "Oh, Dan's Facetiming a recruit right now." And Gervin hit me up. He was, "Oh, that was me." And I was like, "All right, cool." And then like three other guys hit me up, and they're like, "Oh, that was me." I was like, "I think Dan was talking to a bunch of a bunch of guys, you know, doing his recruiting thing down there." Um, five and a half sacks. I, I need to see what four and a half, four and a, well five. Uh, five would be my number then i would need i would need to see how much red and and valentino are going to get run because those are the guys that he's going to be splitting time with and those are if we're talking about seniority those are guys who are in their senior years or in, in our grad transfers now ahead of him um but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over for that and i i hesitate because i think Gerv's a guy that will command double teams and and he's a guy that when offensive coordinators are game planning, hey, you need to know where number nine is on, on the defensive line. And someone that's pointed out from a week-to-week basis, but I think he has the potential to to really get into the mix there. And uh, I can see him even starting. I, I think the older guys will probably start early on, but I think he can earn his starting spot, and uh, I'll go over. I'll buy, buy on that.
1: Very good. I think we're three for three on buying. Urban Dexter, four and a half sacks or more. The All right. Silk, so, we talked a little bit about it last week. Emory Jones, uh, 25 to 1 odds. A couple other lines have come out, somewhat in the same ballpark, some a little bit better, some a little bit worse. Um, buy or sell. Emery Jones is a top. Let's see, what's a good number? A top seven vote getter for the Heisman Trophy.
0: Got my bird, man, hands were up going on. Come on, man. I know you got that money. Just send it. <laughs> I'm buying, man. Put me in it, man. I got him in the top seven. You know what I'm saying? I think Dan is going to put him in position to make some some plays, some stats. Like the production is going to be there. Uh, of course, it takes a whole team effort. Like you got to have a, a good season from the team to make it to like the, the ceremony. But I think he's the top seven boat getter. Yeah, it's a yeah. big sell for me. Big sell for me
1: sell really okay yeah, where, where, did, where do you ahead. think if i were to say top 20 do you think
2: 20 yeah sure i mean 20 i mean you can, you can get you can get like the, uh, the third the third receiver second second receiver from alabama might be in the top 20
1: well we know that they're going to be probably in the top 10 nick all right no i'm trying to find where nick where nick's cutoff
2: point top is. 20 sure top 20 sure. yeah sorry top, 50, top, 20.
0: T- top 15 do you think he makes the race this this fall? Just tell me that. Do you think he jumps in the Heisman race? No,
2: no, because I think Florida loses to Alabama. If Emory comes out and, and Florida beats Alabama matters. and Emory like, has we, a good game against we Alabama, be, we be you need Jonathan Heisman moments. He you need Heisman moments. What Emory's be, chances? Emory's chance for Heisman moments are week three. And I, week I don't nine know, or Whatever it is against Georgia, that's so. it. I don't
1: know. I don't think you need Heisman moments anymore. I th- I think that you need you need to have consistency. But the way that the SEC is, all these games are being broadcasted. All the eyeballs are on it. You've never had more opportunities to see people. I don't think you need the highs and moment as much as you need to be consistently good to be in contention to be talked about often.
2: I don't think think Florida wins enough games to get him to that point where you're talking about winning consistently enough. I I think Florida's is a – I've probably got them at what ten and two, nine and three. I think ten and two you don't is probably. Think a 10 and t- you
1: don't think a ten and I think, two I think I think ten and two
2: is the would- ceiling. I think ten and two is the ceiling. Or, or, or,
1: you don't think a ten and two Florida team that's likely somewhere in the top
2: with lot but those losses and, and, are to Georgia on, hold- and Alabama then. Those are your biggest games. You, so that means your quarterback in the biggest if, game if if, Florida, you
1: if if Florida is ten and two. Pardon me. Nine and two heading into FSU. Ten and two heading into the SEC championship, whether they played or not. You don't think that Emory Jones is likely being talked about because I don't think this defense is going to be a lights out defense. So this team's going to be carried by the offense. And if Florida's ten and two, that means that they're somewhere in that New Year Six game. And I think that's good enough.
2: At ten and two, you're not playing in the SEC championship game because you have two At SEC losses. He's making that top seven because he's having a
0: real good season. We had a New Year New Year Six bowl like Dan said. Uh, he's in that conversation, man. In my opinion, if we get to that point, okay. If well, Florida's going to sell,
1: you're you're selling, and your logic doesn't make sense. So I'm going to be on record <laughs> saying that that's ridiculous. Your your <laughs> logic doesn't make. I want you to come better prepared next
2: week with, with thought that. <laughs> all right, um, and then when, uh, when when we're when we're covering when we're covering right. the the Heisman in 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 January in December.
1: Yeah, I'm will cover in better. December. Yeah. All right, fine. Well, we'll shout. Hey, shout out to Ben Chase. He's keeping track of all this stuff. I want Ben's
2: going Ben's to ben, sell too. He's ben his on, with on us. your
1: note, Nick. I'm about to mute you. All right. So Ben, <laughs> when you put when you put the note out, I want you to say that Nick has Emory Jones somewhere between 15 or lower. I um, mean, he thinks that a Florida's 10 or two. That Emory Jones is not
0: in the Heisman race. That's just, that's a crazy take.
1: At that was crazy, You're, losing, if he, if you your,
2: games, you you're losing your two big that games. If you're losing your two big games,
1: 10-2. 10-2. If you said Emory Jones, I just don't think that he's going to be top fifteen, and you would have left it at that. We would have been on to like our fifth or sixth by ourselves so by now. Sure, but you, sure. you just showed your ass to the entire fan base. You look like <laughs> That's a little a a baboon, ass, man. It's a you good showed, ass. You look, you looked like a baboon at the zoo. my, squat. I'm I'm doing my squats. my squats.
2: You know, we're doing squats, man, we're yeah. doing deadlifts, we're not, we're not afraid to show our ass because it's a good ass.
1: Well, you just did, so congratulations. There um, you go. I, I don't I, I have Emory Jones somewhere around um somewhere between like five and eight. Um, I don't have him winning, so I'm gonna buy on um, – just because I talked myself into it and because Nick's nonsense has me. Dan was gonna sell to that. until
2: I said what I said. Now he I, I was you.
1: I was leaning to sell, but your ridiculous commentary has got me. You gotta me. To balance
2: out your take. And I'm, just, I'm gonna be right at the end of the year. Nick, you're going well, be
0: right that he may not be in it, but your take about us being if we're ten and two, he's in it. if he's man. if Florida's
2: ten two, that means you lost to Alabama and Georgia. The two right. games that fans are going to want what, you what to win. You
0: you hold on. What game did Johnny Mizell, Like what big game he won for him to? Okay, be so in it, it.
2: Tim Tebow so, won eight four. Yeah, he also was. He also broke Herschel Walker's record for being the the, the the first quarterback to go twenty and twenty with passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. What what national record or what crazy record is Emmer yeah. going to break this year that puts him into a different stratosphere that takes him away from his team's record? I don't know.
0: I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I don't know Because I know Johnny Mazzell had good highlights. But what did they He beat Alabama that year.
2: At Alabama. Okay. And he lost to Florida.
0: Right. He lost, that was sure. his first
2: game ever. And Florida got lucky that they, had a, that they played. Oh, who was side Florida got lucky they played Texas A&M what side when they on, did and not man? when they played in
0: December. What side you on, man? Come y- on. I'm on it. the truth. He knew what We had to do, man. Muschamp had a good defense. We had a great year that year. No, Be that defense me. was nasty. Uh, absolutely. You know, I,
1: I don't know, Nick. I mean, Baker Mayfield, he had some some good numbers, great player, you know, nothing over the top. You know, same with, you know, Kyler Murray, Marcus Mariota, right? Like, there's been a lot of players that maybe haven't been on the best team or put up record-breaking stats that, you know, won the Heisen Trophy. I mean, if that's not the case, who who do you have?
2: I don't know. You got to see the games play out. But the way I see the oh. season playing out, I don't. the oh, way I, I see really Florida's mean. season playing out, I don't think Emory gets in because the way I see the season playing out. Uh, if Florida beats Alabama, if they beat Georgia, then, yeah, I'm going to be wrong. Emory Jones will be in the Heisman, Heisman conversation. Dude, I, don't I don't think, think we, we have
0: to beat those. I think we're going to beat Georgia regardless. That's what my projection. I got us beating Georgia because I think Georgia still buzz, um, especially in the offense and the quarterback position. But – we don't have to beat Bama for him to be a top five Heisman guy, I don't think. I think we lose to Bama, even if we lose two games, I think he can put up the type of production, the type of stacks, mm-hmm. make the type of plays, he got the guys around him, Damn is going to give him, put him in position to put up good stacks. I think the production will be there, man. I think he could be a top five guy, seven guy around the area. All right, Nick. I could
1: be wrong as well. You, let me ask you this. If Florida loses to Alabama, something similar they did in the SEC championship, let's say it's like 52 to 49, they lose to Georgia, you know, 42 know to 38. I'm, I'm just, it's just a hypothetical for Nick's world. <laughs> you don't think that that's good enough? If, if he's able to put up five touchdowns in, in those games and Florida loses, you don't think that that's good enough?
2: I don't think he's putting up that those numbers in those games. I don't think Florida's going to be as competitive as they were in the SEC championship this year against Alabama week oh, three. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm, not, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not yeah, no, I'm not fine. going
1: I, now your now your take is shaping, right? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm well, I'm predicting I'm predicting
2: here. I'm predicting very angry Florida fans after week three. Like I'm I i do not think that game's gonna be as close as it was the last time you played. Kind of like yeah. when McAwain went his first year to, to the SC championship wow, game, and the game is close you. and you're so,
3: bit, you are up so a little bit. So this is so
1: Nick's hey. take went from I don't think Emory Jones will be in the competition because Florida's gonna lose two to three games and now it's I don't think that Emory Jones is good enough which could have been your original take at the beginning and we wouldn't still be here but your shout out to you yeah, I, like, I, like, like, I like I it.
0: like I like Dan Mullen to be um a good enough of a game day actional guy Must be in it with anybody- mm-hmm. so I don't I don't think this is no Wayne coming to anything I think Dan Mullins is eyeballing that game right now he got a game plan I don't think Bam- – I think Bama traditionally has always struggled with uh, scrambling quarterbacks and mobile guys. I don't think that's going to change. I don't think they have they have any idea what they expect from our offense, and we have an advantage from that standpoint uh, where at least going to be a game. I don't think it's going to – we're we going to get boat raced at all. It's going to be a football game for sure.
2: Yeah, very good. All right. I'm almost ready to lie. <laughs> is my take – is my take – Fueling your lie machine? No, I'm telling the truth right now, but I'm, I'm getting no, no, no. But I'm saying is is my take what you guys think is your negativity. Your okay.
0: negativity is driving me to like be. I'm just pouring the gas
2: into the, in that lie machine
0: right now. That's
1: All I know is on. Silk has made multiple trips over to the ATM to pull out more cash for uh, for his bets here. <laughs> I, so I, I think
2: thing. he's got he's got a, a third or a fourth mortgage. He's got an angel investor. Mm-hmm. The money he's spending. On buy or sell, right. he's got someone in Silicon Valley investing in his company It'll right now. Off, he's man. Got. It'll pay off. You'll see. You'll see uh, the, the, the results of these this investing. My CPA is like Nick. You're doing great. You're 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 buying on things you're really passionate about. Everything else you're letting go. No, oh, you're negative, bro. Yeah. I might. Maybe that's my role on the show. <laughs> yes, that's maybe. my role on the show.
1: <laughs> I see it. I see it. All right, boys. Next buy or sell. Trey Dean came out a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, whatever it was. so that he thinks that he is the best safety in college football. Now, I don't want to say that. You
2: said you're ready to lie, Silk.
1: So here, here we are. Nick just sounded like a voice of God right there. So I thought, I I I I get real, I get real close to my I, mic. I, I thought Cam was hopping in with some producer talk. Did so. I
0: thought, like,
1: why is he, he sounding all lusty? Is what I said.
2: He <laughs> <You laughs> yeah. said you read the lie, Silk.
1: Next on stage is Rain Dancer. Um, all lie, right. Lie. So so tra- so Trey Dean says that he is uh, the best safety in college football. So the way that I'm going to do this buy or sell is there's obviously a lot of um, postseason awards that are given out uh, there's a lot of postseason uh, All-American teams so do you think that Trey Dean makes one of the postseason All-American teams at safety by or sell
0: go first go first Nick why are you trying to sell sell
2: I sound, like, I sound like Kramer on, on uh MSNBC, whatever he's on. Sell.
1: You just need like a bull button to hit.
2: Yeah, just out we're out on it.
1: All right, so Ooh. so Nick sells with no further uh, explanation or anything else. He, he knew if he backed I mean, himself what? into a corner.
2: What? Well, what are we even talking? He's one of the best three safeties in the country? Well, no, he'd best, be six one of the best safeties in the country. Safeties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. um that'd be, I mean, that'd be dope to see. I would love to watch that in person. But like, right now we're selling. Sell.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah I, I, I like take that.
0: trading. If like, if I'd be happy if he's the top ten safety in the country right now. Um, I like, I like, I like the hype of himself. I like the self belief yeah. and, and you know what I'm saying. The, um, all the confidence you got to be your own biggest fan. I like all that. The energy, but. Yeah, I'm not buying it right now. I got to see something on film that that showed that. Because right now, I haven't seen the top 10 safety, let alone the best.
1: Correct. um, I'm going to sell. In fact, I don't even think that he's going to be the best safety for the Florida Gators this season. Oh,
0: oh, you got to take?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Travis Johnson is going to be a better safety overall for the Gators this year if he plays safety. I know that they've got him at the star and other things else, but I I think that there's some some talented players uh, in that backfield. I think that Rashard Torrance. um, I like Trey Dean. I do. I think that he improved a lot last year, man. Yeah, for um, sure. He definitely definitely did better. I don't have him as the best safety in college football. Um, I do not have him as a top six safety in college football. Um, I don't have him. (laughs) I have him right now, but I think at the end of the season that he will be passed as the best safety.
2: And that's not like a team. knock. You're not being no, heavy. no, no, no. Like, how many safeties are there in college football? There's, there's a lot. Uh, over there's, a thousand. If you're thinking about you know all, all the teams, like it's not a knock. To say, hey, you're not one of the best six. But I, I'm still got
0: a, Dan got him number two to a guy
1: that on the team. Like yeah, Dan's no. got number two no, on the guy that a guy,
2: played uh, eighty snaps no, last
1: no. year to a guy that may not even
0: play safety. Yeah, I know.
1: I said that he may not be at the end of the season. That's that's my – that this is my take. I respect that. I think that there is some more athletic players that, that can, are going to play the safety position. I think, unfortunately for the Gators, that they're going to really have to turn it on on the defensive line. Um and I'm going to really need to see some talent after those linebacker groups because Florida, you know, they've got some question marks at that second cornerback position. I think a lot of teams are going to try to throw the ball on Florida. I think that Florida is going to be a, you know, a a, a solid, if not good to great offense. So I think a lot of teams are going to play catch up, but I think a lot of balls are going to be thrown and, you know, I would love to see some ball hawking, you know, safeties. In fact, I bought that they would have, you know, more than 14 interceptions uh, this upcoming season, but uh I don't know, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough. There's gonna to be a lot of things that have to fall, you know, in line for trading to be uh, you know, a top uh, top safety. But I like some of these younger guys coming up.
2: Yeah, I don't here. buy him being an all American, but I'm with Silk. That's how you you have to have that kind of mentality. Um, if you're a division one college player. You have to have that self belief in hey, I am the best one. Even if, you know, three guys like us are sitting in our house just saying absolutely not, you have to have that belief in yourself.
1: Yeah. Do you think that he's a top six safety in the SEC? You think he makes one of those postseason All SEC teams? Uh, uh, yes. I think he does by name recognition
2: only. I think he does Not, by name not only, I'm sorry. I think after, that after after, after, I've, after I've told you guys last week about like well, how the All SEC gets voted on, yeah, uh, and how it's like how like kind of people are like, oh yeah, willy nilly. Um, I think yes, by rank, name recognition, uh, I think he might like be a third team. Though I would love to see him on the first team. Now, like I'm saying, I like football. watching good football. To get I would him. love to see him. I don't.
0: I don't think they're just giving out like those safety positions. SEC first team, second team, third team, usually dogs. Like, yeah, you, I, th- I think you got to put some production and, and like have a gaudy season to get in that in that category. Hmm. I don't think just names gonna do it. So right now, I don't have a minute. I hope I'm wrong. I like the way he ended last season. I think he has the potential to turn uh, his last season into like a Marcus May last season and, and top up some draft boards. Um, he has that athletic abilities, but he got to put it all together. We got to see it right now. I ain't believing it. I got to see it.
1: Yeah, I, I have I have two Gator safeties. I have Rashad Torrens and trading both receiving postseason All American honors in the or not All-American, All American All SEC honors. There's my take. Put on TikTok, Alex. All
2: right, Alex. All right. <laughs> right. Go ahead and get, and get, get your it, lives off, Dan. That, yeah, the Put follows, on TikTok, Alex. Dan's shitty takes to get us the follows. That That's, that's right. a new segment. If you want to sponsor Dan's shitty takes of the week, let us know, Nick.
1: That's <laughs> wild coming from a guy that didn't even have a take formulated. I'm right, right, just saying, right,
2: right,
0: right?
1: You know what I mean. Following the leader I get, I get <laughs> it. There's a sponsor that probably wants to sponsor me, and and I get a sponsor. Not want <laughs> to get behind you.
2: I'll let you have this, guys. I know you got it on me for my take, but when it be, when it becomes true at the end of the year, I won't rub it in the way that you guys have rubbed this in tonight. I will be humble in my correct cell. Of Emery no, Jones being a next take crappy
1: in- takes are gonna get sponsored by like dude wipes. <laughs> like does those things that you wipe I, your butt with after you poop that, that's,
2: that's what money. that's what
1: you get it. All right. Money. All right. <laughs> that's he, gave
0: you, I mean. he gave you the dudes wipe sponsorship. That's nuts, man. Are they paying? <laughs> I mean I don't know. I, I hope so, man. That's <laughs> <is, laughs> I, I like, Yeah, you dude, dude wipes.
1: I've got a great Harry. segment for you to sponsor.
0: Oh, my God. You think you think Ooh. Manscaped Aries will fire Give me dude <laughs> <You guys> wipes. <laughs> wiping up my weekly takes? No, somebody got to clean them up.
1: I love it. All right. So, right now, the Gators on the 247 composite are ranked 27th uh, in this year's recruiting class um, with 11 commitments. Buy or sell the Gators. I think we've done this already. We have a little bit more information now. Buy or sell the Gators end up with a uh, – a top eight, so that includes number eight recruiting class in the country.
0: Sell Sell it. I'm selling. I'm so I think right top eight class, need, <clears throat> uh, we're gonna need a couple of five stars. I'm not buying on these guys being able to close and do what they got to do, man. Um, I mean, we're probably gonna be out of the top 10 the way they're recruiting right now.
2: Uh, oh, Vandy's ahead
0: of Florida right now. Vandy, I'm not worried about that. We- the games gotta get played. I understand what's going on a little bit. Um, we got to be a little bit more selective with who we grab. So they got a lot a lot more quantity than we have right now. You know? Um, yeah. I just don't have us at top eight. Um, some of the guys, like, you just need some five stars. That's where it's at right now to be in that top eight. And I don't see us getting more than one of them. Give me something you, to buy, Dan, because this is
2: a sell, too.
1: Would you – hold hold on one, one second, Nick, before you get into your, your nonsense here. Silk, would you have a top ten, top eleven –
0: I think we're right outside the top ten, like we always are, um, mm-hmm. between ten and thirteen ish.
1: All right, all right, Nick. Not time for the dude wipe segment.
2: No, I'm. I'm it's just a sell. It's an easy dude sell. Wipe segment. That's an easy sell.
1: An easy sell. All right. Easy
2: sell. All
1: right. Perfect. Well, since you don't want to back that up with anything, I'm going to buy. I'm going to have the. I'm going to have the Gators ending up seven or eight. Um, I think that they're in it for a couple guys. I think that you're going to have a a commitment that they have now rise the ranks. I see a guy like Nick Evers climbing quite a bit. Um, I think you get a guy like Evan Stewart. I think you get some other names in here. I think that that's going to attract some other folks. Um, Now, I don't necessarily think that that's going to represent, you know, a top to bottom great class. You know, if you remember a few years ago, Bill Sykes, and to get into this argument that just because you're a top eight, or just because you have a certain number of five stars that are committed, you know that that means that that class is, you know, a rock star class. I think that the Gators, you know, really need to figure out what they're doing on the offensive, you know, line. Um, I think that there's uh, some other positions of, of need that they're going to miss on, but you know, I think that the Gators end somewhere around seven or eight this season uh, in recruiting. I think that they're going to be able to get some big names, and, and those big names are going to attract some other folks. So um, I'm going to buy. Uh, I'm going to buy that one.
0: In my opinion, like, uh, we'll get to the next take real quick. But if Evan Stewart is a guy you gotta get now, I don't think we win that battle the further that goes out. Same thing with Nolan, the guys with that, I, I think we could have, in like my opinion, um, early in in, in the, the recruit season, was that we could finish with a top five class if we land those guys before the season start. Uh, with those guys prolonging their stuff on, like, I'm pushing us outside of the top 10 because history has said, has told me with this staff. Uh, the longer recruitment goes, the worse things get. Um, we can't close right now. So right now I got us outside of the top 10 for those reasons because we can't close on Stewart or Nolan. And I think those are valuable guys to, to make us like a top eight yeah. class.
2: Yeah, The crazy thing is, is, you know, with, with like some of the Muschamp classes, you'd be like, oh, well, if Florida did better on the field. They would, you know, recruit even better. And those classes were even better than what we're seeing right now. Florida's had so much success on the field. Why is that not parlaying into mm-hmm. getting more success? So it's not even like, all right, well, maybe Florida has a good year on the field, and Evan Stewart, you know, commits to Florida. It's just like, I'm, I'm a silk. Like you should press the issue when mm-hmm. he was on campus, or press the issue within the next month. And it's not like, all right, well, let's wait until October and let's see what he's feeling then. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think Florida is. Is probably in for like what's so sad like a, a twelve ranking feel feels like where they end to me, just yes. outside of of, of the buy sell there.
1: Yeah. A couple couple quick notes. And then I want to get your thoughts on, on this. Um, We read a a study the other day, I think it was yesterday or the day before uh, that said the average NIL deal so far has been worth about $930. I think that there's some big numbers that probably skew that one way or another, but I thought that that was interesting. About a month in where we're averaging about $930 per NIL deal um, for all intents and purposes, as we can tell college football still exists, but this is something that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, And this is a little Buy or Sell segment. i got got two non-Florida Gators Buy or Sell topics for you guys. Uh, Quinn Ewers, who was was the uh, number one ranked 247 uh, player in the country, quarterback uh, out of Texas, um, has announced that he's going to forego his senior year of high school uh, and is going to enroll at Ohio State uh, here shortly. He's going to take an online class to get his uh, eligibility in, and then he's going to be joining. So um, I think it's a little too early to come up with something – this season but so buy or sell uh next season so for that class of 2023 you have more than 10 players forego their senior year um in search of either nil money enrolling early uh not wanting to injure themselves trying to capitalize uh on money elsewhere assuming that everything stays the
0: same yeah that's assuming everything's the same i think eventually gonna change the rules um 10 is a lot. I'm gonna sell 10. Okay. I think I think I think 10 is a lot. I think you get around like five or six guys that 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 may, may, may do that. Um I think once like the big brands like Nike, Gatorade, Adidas, those guys get into the game, then you'll have more. Right now, there's not enough big dogs. I know the big dogs like those brands are just waiting to to let everything settle down and see what these kids' true value is. But uh, right now I'd give me about like five or six, not ten, 10
2: is a lot. Okay. So Nick. foregoing your senior year is probably the sticking point for me because with football, hey, if I'm Nick Ewers, I can play my senior year of football and then take a deal in December after you know after the state championship game. And mm-hmm. all right, well, now, now I'm ineligible for the spring of my senior year, but I'm not playing basketball. I'm not playing baseball, so I don't care. Um, you know, I think that's when you'll get more people, you know, Leaving or, or or starting to get take advantage of NIL, but I don't think you'll see a lot of people. I think I'll sell on the ten for skipping their senior year of football, but I think you'll see more people do it and start taking deals after their senior season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like what Silk said with Gatorade, which is Pepsi, um, but Nike, Adidas, these bigger these bigger brands, they know the benefit of putting. Either money or product into social media influencers. They've been doing it for years now. Yeah. If you've got a guy, like I mentioned with Evan Stewart, he's got 4 million followers on TikTok. People on TikTok are getting paid six figures to do a brand deal on a single yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Um, people with 4 or 5 million followers on Instagram are getting paid six figures to do a story and saying, hey, look, uh, Hello Fresh sent me this, and this is how easy it is to make a dinner. And, they, you know, it's five 30-second clips on a story that disappears in, in 24 hours, and they're getting six figures for that. So, like, yeah, there's the money's there. I just think that once those bigger brands, like Silk said, figure out what is the draw for a five-star quarterback or, uh, you know, a, a five-star running back or, or one of the top recruits, what is the draw and what is going to be – our return on investment, I think you're going to start seeing bigger numbers to those guys, which will eventually lead them to saying, Hey, my senior of high school football doesn't matter. Screw state championship. I'm getting paid a million dollars by Pepsi to do this ad run for them. Even before I get to college. So I'll sell on this year at 10, but I think it's coming because I think like, like we've been saying, I think there's some bigger corporations that can kind of throw around life changing money they're kind of still feeling the waters and, and seeing how all this stuff plays out.
1: Yeah. I I think I'm going to buy, I think I'm going to buy um, that you're going to start to see more players forego. Um, I think, you know, I think Silk made a good point. I think that you made a good point, but I think that there's a lot of opportunity for these kids to be able to, to make a lot of money. And I think that, you know, some of these kids that maybe don't need the, need the reps. Maybe they go to a smaller school. Maybe they're already dominating, you know, who they're playing against. You know, you have an opportunity to make a bunch of money and you just never know, you know, if you're a guy that's, you know, really well known and and doing really well, you know, when that might end and when that, you know, opportunity for, even if it's 15 minutes, 15 seconds, 15 TikToks worth of fame, whatever it is, you know, the opportunity to strike. And I think that that's where you're going to start to see more. And I don't even know if it's, Going to be the biggest name. I think the Quinn Ewers is obviously a a slightly different situation. Not a lot of kids are in a position to be able to graduate after their junior year. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you didn't start to seeing some some parlaying of of this thought process into you know the way that some of these kids build their schedules, whether it's through additional classes or a virtual school or you know doing something else that, that puts these kids in a position that if they don't have to. They can capitalize on their their name and likeness before they go and they build themselves a brand and you know who knows what they can do. But if somebody's willing to pay you now, you know, that's tough to be able to say, hey, I don't want it now, and you have to really bet on yourself. I mean, you, you talked about just earlier, a state-by-state, right? state-by-state
2: basis, though. So, like, the FHSAA came out and said, if you accept any money um, for NIL, you're going to lose a year of eligibility. And if I'm a five-star quarterback committed to the University of Florida before my senior year – now, my in my head, the the decision is, well, what do I value a state championship as? Have I won one before? Are we trying to win back-to-back? Right. What do I value that as versus what are they paying me? And, hey, is a state championship worth $1.5 Because that's what I can make yeah. from these three different companies. And, and then, hey, I've already got my future set up. I'm I'm a five-star. I'm mm-hmm. committed. I've got this. And I've talked to the coaches. Hey, I'm not going to play my senior year. Yo, we're cool with that. We're getting to that point. So right now, I just don't think that the money is crazy enough that you'll drive yeah. kids away from wanting to play their last year of high school. Because if you can put yourself back in senior year high school, Dan, hey, if we win a hockey state championship this year, or I can give yeah. you nine hundred eighty dollars to you know pump dude wipes, you're like, oh, I'll try to, I'll try to win a yeah, state championship think, this
0: year. I think it's gonna get to the point where you, it's gonna be more like like what we're seeing now. That's mm-hmm. for the five star kids that could push like real big brands.
2: Like if you said, got that, if you got that dogs, following, you're getting six figures for these brand deals, and then right. that's and then when the that's kids gonna say, different like, money. "I'm
0: cool." Right. Yeah, I, and I think that money's right there. I don't think we're far away from all of that. Like, and I don't think it takes like even the big brands. Like, right. I think it takes like like if Bama's grabbing all the five stars, right? Clemson, like the big dogs, are grabbing these kids, and those boosters have money. Um, Bama boosters, Clemson boosters, Georgia boosters. It don't take Nike and Adidas and, and Gatorade to even get that off. It just takes some boosters with the right company that could just fund this. And the kids just say, Yo, I'm gonna shut it down and train with some pro trainers for the next year.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you think of Evan Stewart. you said he had four million followers on TikTok.
2: I think it's north of four on TikTok, and he's like over one and a half on Instagram. So, like, he's he's. He's at the point where he can get six figure deals on either platform.
1: All right. So let's take him for example. There's a lot of people that follow, like Evan Stewart or whomever, right? You know, huge TikTok following. There's obviously a lot of fans that follow him for his. Yes. Yeah. Two million, two million fans on uh, TikTok. So obviously a bunch of people know him from, from football and everything else. There's a lot of, you know, rabid college football fans that are out there, but there's also a lot of people that are out there that don't follow football or or follow mm-hmm. his content because they, they want to follow him as a person. And that's where I start to think, I mean, Silk, you mentioned it, you know, about some of these, you know, big companies or some of these schools, but I think about it. You know even smaller brands, you know, you're able to get ten thousand dollars here, five thousand dollars there, fifteen thousand dollars there. You shout out Hello Fresh or GoDaddy or whatever it is, they don't have to be the world's biggest names, but right, you start to get that, and all of a sudden, you're talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars just because you're you have the, the eyeballs. It doesn't even matter who you are, Evan Stewart, the person you have the eyeballs to put you in front of someone.
0: That's all that matters. People keep talking about production and all the other stuff. What matters is. Building your brand, your following, and companies just see value in that. They don't; these companies probably don't even watch football, right? They don't know yeah. like who's performing well and all this stuff. If I'm like Dude Wipes, I just see these guys got a million followers and yeah. and, and like ten percent of them people may go buy whatever he says. I want him and like advertise and work with him. And I don't care if he, if how many interceptions he got or if he's about to get drafted.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's an
0: influencer. That's what it's yeah. called. It's about influencer. It ain't just about uh playing ball. That's what lightness is about. It's like selling your lightness
2: in all fashions.
1: Yeah, and it's it's probably not a huge investment either, right? No, all
2: and right. that's what I was saying about uh, the people who are like, "Oh, this can be pay for play." I'm like, you don't understand. Like these are like the old heads. Like you don't understand social media and and, and the right. influence that people who have these followings of social media have. This isn't like. Hey, uh, we want the top five-star kid to come to our school. Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Wear this T-shirt for me. Like these are brands, legitimate brands, going to people who have curated an audience for themselves around their personalities, and they're saying, "Hey, we want to use you and what you've done and your audience to help our brand." And correct. And that's how you get the twins from, uh, I think it was Arizona. The, the twin yeah. basketball players who got like the $2 million deal from T-Mobile right away.
0: That's why people keep talking about production and the oldies oh, kids. need. To no, that's good. not
2: it. It's not it. Like that's that can help. That can help. That's why I don't of believe course. for a second. I don't believe for a second that Bryce, Bryce young, the kid from Alabama. And I get that Alabama's quarterback is a prestigious position. I don't believe for a second that he has a seven figure deal. Like Nick Saban said he did, but you know what Nick Saban did? Oh, our quarterback got a seven seven figure deal. He hasn't even played a game yet. And what does that do? Oh, it tells everyone else around the country. Oh, Alabama's quarterback hasn't even played yet. He like, has seven like, figure deal just because he's be at honest. Alabama. I'm gonna be honest,
0: I believe him. I don't I mean, believe it for a second. It, I think that's Nick Saban recruiting. Do, do you think the kids recruit
2: believe him? No, because I, oh, I because course the, course the, kids, the kids believe the kids, that. The kids in the locker room with Bryce. Hey, did you get a seven figure deal? He's like, no, bro, I didn't get that. He's not gonna no, lie about a million about the, dollar deal. The recruits are gonna believe. Yes, that, the recruits believe it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Nick other, Saban other, did that what? as a recruiting tool, right? And then well, the comment
1: is believable, right? Which is the most important. Yeah, thing. sure
2: it is. It doesn't that's have to be believable because if Nick Saban says it, every media outlet in Alabama reposts it, and then everyone else starts reposting that, and then all of a sudden it's on ESPN. How and many sixteen-year-old watching ESPN goes, wait, Alabama guy? No, I guess. How
1: many? How many retweets did the Bryce? You know, Bryce Bryce Young is getting a million dollars get compared yeah. to Bryce Young saying oh i'm not getting a million dollars guy like 20 to 1 right so like the idea that it's now out there now makes it believable and it's
2: that's what it's, i'm saying nick, yeah. nick i don't believe for a second that that's an actual deal that was offered to him but nick saban said it and now it's gospel now it's canon it's
0: but i also gospel. don't believe that it's think, it's not something it's, think, that
1: that could happen
0: yeah of course i mean it's a little chess as well i mean that's also A way of like of course talking to the recruits, talking to your Mm -hmm. boosters, telling media, and not shying away from players getting paid. Regardless, like these young kids love him talking about maybe his one of one of his bench riders that's not even started getting a million bucks. That raises my ears I'm 16, 17 years old. Um, we get we got other coaches scared to talk about NIL altogether, or we're trying to figure it out. So that's two totally different tones. If I'm a recruit, I hear one coach say, Yo, yeah, one of my guys got a million bucks. And the next coach say, Well, we're all trying to figure it out. We don't know what's going on. Bro, a million dollars sound better than I don't know what's going on. And we're trying to figure it out.
1: Yep. All right. Last fireside. I think that was a really good segment, guys. Good job. Um, last segment. Um, last week, uh, we talked about it on the show. OU and Texas um, are leaving uh, the Big 12. They're coming over due to a fourteen and fourteen to nothing vote uh, to join the SEC (laughs) at some point in the next couple years. All right. So with that being said, OU Texas, let's just say they join in twenty twenty five because that's kind of what has been talked about. I think they come over earlier. Do you think that OU or Texas win the SEC in their first five years?
0: No. It's too physical for a league. Texas is buns, first of all. Um they <laughs> got, a drug, got a lot to do Like that, Texas has nowhere to win. I think it's too physical for a league, and I think Oklahoma's going to realize that when they step foot into the SEC, that it's a bloodbath every week. It's no finesse football and just, like, shootouts. So, I think they got some readjustment
2: to do.
1: So, they don't win the SEC. Do you have them potentially winning their division? I don't know what division they're in yeah
2: we don't even know what divisions will even no, look i don't know right. what it's gonna look like pods
1: whatever but
0: no, i just think it's too physical of a league and they' are gonna have to adjust for the like the first five four or five years i think in my opinion All
2: right. yeah i think there's uh there's definitely an adjustment period because you gotta start changing stuff up you gotta figure out how to actually play defense uh and recruit defense um i'll sell that too have i bought I haven't bought anything today no saw that they're not gonna yeah. I don't see them winning it anytime soon. I mean, Nick Saban just signed a deal. My boy. I ain't going to lie to you, my boy. You fool. I I think Nick thinks his actual dollars. He thinks it's a real bank (laughs) account. Wait, we're not? We're not doing Venmo for these? No, no, (laughs) no. He's my real (laughs) bank. I'll get Uh, stop buying. um, But no, this is not the one I'm buying on, man. (laughs) Even with that new information, I don't have to spend my actual real American dollars on this. Uh, Still not buying on this. Um, I mean, Missouri won, what, won the East twice when they first came in? Yep. But you know, we were talking a little bit before, uh, off air, like you get into pods, bad. you get into pods and you're kind of doing stuff like this, and and what does even a division look like and, and how do you get to the SC championship game? Um, so no, I, I think like Silk said, there's a it's a different brand of football that something that they're not used to, and something you it takes time to recruit and to get those players into your system to change the way you're playing, and that doesn't happen quickly.
1: All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell as well, um, which leads me to another question. I mean, it's the same logic you guys have. All right, want to get in, I want to ask you guys another last topic of the show today. Uh, you add Oklahoma, you add Texas, you have 16 teams. You're gonna have two you know two divisions of eight, which would make it very very hard in the way that the SEC does their scheduling. Now, um, there's the pod idea that's been thrown around. Um, which do you guys prefer? Um, and what pod do you think that Florida, if that's the direction you guys want to go, which pod do you think Florida should make up? And then finally, three-part question here. Um, how do you think they should determine who goes to the SEC championship then?
0: Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't grasp all what's going on with all this pod stuff. Okay. I, I can't really put us in different pods and try to figure out how they put us in the SEC championship. Like I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. That's why I was asking Nick pre-show.
2: Uh, do we have like cuz i i don't understand it so right now the sc only has eight conference games um, right. and if you put right now there's seven teams so that gives you six games already now if you add two teams now there's seven you only have one if you kept divisions
1: right. you would have
2: seven east games a year and then you would only play right now lsu would before is only west game so the common now or the common thought now is you would go to nine SEC games. So you'd play your seven in your division and then you'd have two crossovers or you can go to pods and then you've got four divisions of four, North, South, East, West. Each of them have four. You play your pod three games once and then the the other six games, you're playing other people. Um, And that way you're playing more people from, the West. Now, the way you would think about it now is the West. You're playing more people from the West. You're playing more people from other pods. Right, right, right. right. I don't understand. I don't know. So, I, I that to me makes total sense. I just don't know how you would get to an SC Championship game because you're not going to add an extra game. You're not going to say, all right, well, the four winners of the pods get to play into a play in game of the SC Championship. You're like, listen, listen, listen. We're no, only playing think, 12 games. Now that's game. 13, then 14. Then you might have. No, I think extra the game games gets, you can't
0: do that. I think the game gets killed and you just win it by like like regular season play, like the playoffs. Like NFL. you would have to just
2: take the top two teams.
0: Yeah. I think it just goes by like 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 I say, regular season play and the NFL does, and that's how you win your your your
2: pod. I would say mm. what I what I really want to know from both of you is what four teams would you have in Florida's pod? So that's the only way you guarantee. The Gators are playing uh, these
0: teams, these I three teams Kentucky, every year. Uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh,
1: and Mississippi State. Mississippi State.
0: And that's, that's your pod. Nailed it. Missouri. Yeah, yeah, give me like don't do ask me to pick the pod. I'm gonna have a easy K- pod.
1: Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Florida. I love. I, it, it, I, get,
0: it, I get. I get. that. a <laughs> Big East. I make it a Big East pod, and I could brag like Miami with five rings real quick. You know, yeah. if I get that Big so, East pod.
2: Silks so like all right. Well, all of a sudden Iowa State is in the SEC. Right. They're right, in Florida's yeah. pod. <laughs> Citadel <laughs> is also in the SEC. They're in Florida's pod, and FIU.
1: That's you know, Florida. The, the SEC is missing a uh, a military, a real military connection, not the Texas A and M one. So I think the Citadel would fit
2: perfectly in the SEC. I'm not mad at. It. We used to play them a lot. So here's here's my four. I've got. I think I don't think you can leave Georgia out. I think Georgia has to be in Florida's pod if you're doing pods. Um, so I've got guess, UF, Georgia, Tennessee, because I think I love that rivalry, uh, and Kentucky, because I think you had to throw in uh, the. Right, we can win that pod. The lesser I mean, teams so that's my I'm that's sorry. my pod for Florida my pod would be Wait. UF Georgia Kentucky Tennessee which which takes out the LSU game every year yeah I don't no don't we still got to play teams outside the pod you would but it wouldn't be every year because not, because so like though that's that gives you three games you only get six more but there's what nine more teams so you're not gonna play every single team in the SEC so you wouldn't play LSU every year you'd play them eventually Play them every three years.
1: Yeah, this this pod idea throws off a lot when you think of traditional ways of doing.
2: But if you're going to go to that, you have to think Alabama and Tennessee, both fan bases. Even though Tennessee hasn't won that in over a decade, they want that game. That's that's a hundred year rivalry. So you I have to just put Alabama say, I, and Auburn and Tennessee in a pod together.
1: Yeah, I think that that makes makes sense more so than a Florida Tennessee pod i think that that rivalry is more historic i think that alabama also has a little bit more leeway to be able to to kind of call that shot if they want right now um i think my pod would be florida georgia south carolina
2: and you already gave him, you already gave him a, a cupcake
1: no, I know. And then I'm trying to think geographically what you can do. So I start to think of the way that they've already done some of these like games that I know are already going to happen, like Auburn-Alabama is already going to happen every year. So I wouldn't be surprised if
2: like – Texas-Oklahoma is going to happen every year.
1: Yeah, it's going to happen every year. So I would say maybe throw Auburn, Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. That would be a hell of a problem. then Auburn has, the,
2: Auburn has to be with Alabama. You have that that to have the Iron the
1: Well, they can still play. You can still make – you can still have a – Fixed cross. So you would, have, you would have a pod
2: with a fixed. Okay. That, that can work. Then then in my system, you could still have Tennessee playing Alabama if Alabama and Auburn were in the same pod. And you could still have Florida playing LSU, even though they're not in the same pods. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I, I <laughs> We've lost so can so, also we, also yeah, yeah, yeah bro. We, can also We've been here Allen in the hangover playing blackjack, and there's just numbers flying around. Silk's just not but, getting But this it. is another thing,
1: is I think that well, we've made them it, all but geographic. But what if you what if you didn't make them geographic at all, right? I mean, the SEC is trying to play into this word nationwide thing. Like, what if you had a pod of you know, Florida, Texas AM, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, you know, something like that that's You know, more it brings people in from different regions into all different games. You know, that way you don't have just the Missouri fans that are watching SEC games like focused on their area in that St. Louis market. Now, all of a sudden, you have these like regional areas where are these non regional areas, this geographical, you know, pod that, that gets your big fan bases that you want, which is the SEC's draw, you know, more involved. I'm still cooking that take a little bit. I just thought of it.
2: No, I can see that because, I mean, we're not talking about – I mean, this is in the 1940s when you're worried about travel. Like, listen, they're flying right. you know, uh, on tiny private jets to College Station, not worrying about travel. Um, I get that. I just think that there's so much already built-in tradition with these regional matchups that you are you would lose some of that. And, and if you're going nine games, that means you've got six from the other – What is this? We got three pods. Yeah, eight sixteen. So you have yeah, you have six from the other three pods. Can you afford to do a? In all of the scenarios I've seen, when they go to nine, it doesn't give you a like a yearly opponent, a yearly fixed like Florida LSU right now. Um, But maybe I mean we're we're probably a couple years away from having to figure it out. I just think it's fun to try to are we place four? I think I think we're I think it'll be. I don't know if it'll make it to 2025, but I think we have at least this season and next season without Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC.
0: I think next season is our last season without them, bro. I don't going past. I think some things get changed. I, I was watching Twitter. That thing was on the Senate table or something.
2: Yeah. Listen, brother. was Texas, Texas and Oklahoma, they ain't going to mess around. When Texas A&M was trying to leave, that went to like the House, the State Senate, and they were arguing about them leaving there. This is going to be – uh it's going to be argued, but – at the end of the day, their best-case scenario is those two teams stick around till 2025. Right. So, like, what are you really arguing for? You're arguing for two more years of a rental.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on. I had no
2: Can idea. Could there be a possibility buyout?
0: Like, like, is there a way a program could probably just be like, yo, what's the buyout and we leave, like, right now? Or the SEC?
2: Well, the buyout right now, if they wanted to leave and come into the SEC this year, would be $75 million. And literally, that, that would be – one year of, or like a year and a half of revenue that the SEC shares. So like 75 came,
1: total or 75, 75 each for each, each school, So $150 million.
2: Right. But then the so schools last 45. year got, the schools last year got like $42 million from the SEC revenue share. Yeah. Um, but I think
1: that you, then they also got another school?
2: 20, then they also got another 29 million in COVID relief. So that's right, almost but, paying that entire tab in cash, but in year but you, one. And then it when you switch that way. Yes, but it doesn't work
1: that way. Doesn't work that way. you, have, Harvard, you have a bunch of schools. No, I mean, like Alabama. you, you have obviously your Florida, Alabama. So you have some of these big, big programs where that money is like icing, you know, on the cake. You have a lot of other schools: Mississippi State, Kentucky, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Missouri, that count on that money. So for them to just throw that away. It is not as easy. I mean, Vanderbilt builds in that money to be a profitable athletic organization. Mm-hmm. You take that money away from them and a number of these other schools. I, I just don't know, especially with the way that these schools were hit with COVID and everything else. Like, yes, they got a bunch of money from, from COVID relief, but I don't think it's as easy as just saying, hey, guys, like for one year, just like, hey, you know, just throw us a bone here. You know, I just, I just don't know if I if I see that. Because the deal doesn't change in a year, so that's why right. I don't think that there's going to be a rush. Like the SEC isn't going to be like, oh, instead of paying you, you four hundred million, we're going to pay you seven hundred million, right?
2: Well, okay. no, but that that entirely changes in three years when when the ESPN deal takes over. So SEC, well, SEC on saying. CBS is getting fifty five million a year right now. So in in twenty twenty four, when that takes over, so a year before Texas, and Oklahoma can leave. The CBS deal runs out. They're getting fifty-five million dollars. CBS is a thief, getting getting the SEC rights for fifty-five million. SEC is going to pay, or ESPN is going to pay the SEC over three hundred million a year, up from fifty-five. So for me, it doesn't make sense. Like what you were saying, Dan, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense for Vanderbilt, uh, Kentucky, and some of these other schools to to say yes, come over early, and we'll just share this this small pie. But the pie quadruples in a couple of years. And then you're like, yeah, no, we're all eating. We're all, we're all happy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I say- if you're a
2: prop, if you're a profitable athletic organization on one 14th of 55 million from CBS, you're super profitable on one sixteenth of 300 million. Well, no, I get ESPN. that. Now
1: you, I think you and I are talking about different things. Like, I think that I would, I was saying that I don't see them trying to buy out Texas or Oklahoma sooner.
2: I don't think the SEC would have. I think Oklahoma and Texas, if they wanted to press the issue, would have been like, "Listen, we're gonna be, we're gonna make that money. We'll be fine." Both of those schools, those aren't schools like Texas has the money to pay that in cash right now. Like, yeah, you know, here you go, here's yeah. your seventy five million, we're gone. Oklahoma may or may not. I don't know, but they're not. Oklahoma's not a school like uh, like a Vanderbilt that's, that's counting on that kind of stuff. I I think they could have made the move. And my point initially was they would make that buyout back within a year and a half, two years of being in the SEC. So like the buyout yeah. isn't an issue. I think what they're really trying to avoid now is litigation. It made it seem like they weren't working through back channels and back doors with the SEC to make this thing happen.
1: Yeah. The, the big, uh, big 12 commissioner sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN. ESPN responded back. There's nothing to cease and desist. So I think we're only getting to the beginning of uh, of everything that's going to go on, but uh, looking forward to, to, Texas and Oklahoma uh, in the SEC. I think those will be fun games. Uh,
0: Silk, any more thoughts before we get to a Manscaped Addery? No, nah, man. I love it. That was a great segment, man. We've been podding today a little bit, man. It's been got
2: over two hours now. A
0: great mm. content. Action-packed. Now we're about to talk
2: about your balls
0: and how hot it is outside. Oh, you know that's the vibes, Nate. You know you're excited. <laughs> Fellas, I don't know. am I excited? Why am I excited? Fellas, I don't know why you're excited, Nick, but uh, fellas, I don't know if you guys know, but ninety 96% of all partners think bad grooming is a major turnoff. <laughs> 85% of partners prefer men that are groomed below, below the waist. 91% of, of, of men think grooming is essential to their success. Probably porn stars, but nonetheless, 91% of them think that. You got to groom your balls, man, if you want to be great in life. That's the overall message. If you want 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0, which is waterproof, snag-proof, skin-safe technology. It's not snagging your balls. No cuts. No snags. You put that deodorant on, it's not going to steam because you ain't got no cuts, no snags. Coupon code SG at checkout for twenty percent off. Free shipping. Take care of them balls.
2: My
1: man, I don't, I don't know why Dude Watch wouldn't want to
2: sponsor us. Even after you're that. not taking care you of know? just your balls, you're taking care of that special person in your life as well. That's right. Sinic- yeah, sinic-
0: significant other. Yeah, the, signif- the significant other facts should have sold any of you fellas, man. If you don't care about your lady and what she thinks about your balls,
2: then what are we doing here? We're checking Dan's facts. No need to check Silk's facts. Those are those are straight facts. We got them. Yeah, uh, those
1: yeah, were they, those they, were they way wrong. too specific for Silk to make up.
2: Ninety-six point eight three two percent of significant others say.
0: I read all this on Manscaped's website, so if, it, if, if I'm not lying, they're lying. If if it's a lie,
2: <laughs> big lies. Who cares?
0: Oh man. so lie regardless.
1: Silk, it's it's your time for song of the week. But before we do that. Again, check out homefieldapparel.com. Promo code STADIOMIGALE at checkout. 15% off. You spend more than $70 you get free shipping. Great stuff. Thanks for your support. Um, check out prizepicks.com. Promo code SG. Get a dollar-for-dollar dollar match up to $100. And then, obviously, manscaped.com. Um, promo code SG at checkout. And then, finally, none other than our great friend, Greg Brunt. Visit bruntinsurance.com. For all of your insurance needs. From, man. From Milton to Melbourne to Marathon.
0: Uh, I'm going to take us out with a little bit of Zach Alvavirte, man. Why not, man? You know what I'm saying? He dropped the, the, the gas video. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep it going. Let's get my man Zach knock on wood, man. This is how I'm feeling these days,
2: bro. That's a jam. Already. Already. Same corner, same time. You know the vibes. Already. See you boys next week. thank you for tuning in to the Bay Area Yeah, we're listening to nothing but smooth vibes
3: on this Sunday evening Go ahead and grab your boo, tell her that you love her Just hang out on this nice ride Let's have a toast to the good life It's about to be a good night Even though the future look bright, I still gotta knock on wood twice Let's have a toast to the good life It's about to be a good night Even though the future look bright, I still got to knock on wood twice Wood twice Feel the good vibes Picture perfect Get my good side Smiling faces No, I don't cry Go through phases But I grow wise Life's amazing And I know why Giving praises To the most high <laughs> Even though I got it good Still got to knock on wood. Let's have a toast to the good life. It's about to be a good night. Even though the future look bright, I still got to knock on wood twice. Let's have a toast to the good life. It's about to be a good night. Even though the future look bright, I still got to knock on wood twice. Wood twice. Mama told me don't be reckless Get a good night's sleep and eat a good breakfast Toast to the good life and count all your blessings God threw a party and put you on a guest list And I hope you don't forget this His story, you know what the rest is Even if you got it good, you still got to knock on wood Let's have a toast to the good life It's about to be a good night Even though the future look bright I still got to knock on wood twice Let's have a toast to the good life It's about to be a good night Even though the future look bright, I still gotta knock on wood twice, wood twice